All right. And we are live. The last word with Lord Cognito. Lord, oh, sorry. Ebonson, <laughs> Ty Guy Travis, and of course, a very special guest that Thursday evening campfire. Good to be back in the realm of the last word. Start with uh, Ebontis. How are we doing, sir? How have you been? Uh, been great. Um, I know I raved about it last time, um, Remnant 2, and I've still been playing a bunch of it because it is just too damn good. So if you haven't played Remnant 2, I went like 25 minutes on the show last time and basically reiterated my entire review, so I'm not going to do it again. It's an amazing game, though. If you don't play it, you are missing out on a very fun, just really fun game that has a good amount of challenge and honestly just some really cool boss fights you don't want to miss out on. So... Definitely good to get some outside Destiny perspective, and it is a great way to do it because, you know, at some point there's a finite end to it, even though I'm about like 80 hours in and can't stop. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I'm going to break 100. I know it before I get done with this thing because it's just too much fun. Are you love... uh, how, how are you doing on all those secret archetypes? Um, I'm working on a couple more. I think I've got like seven or eight. I'd have to go back mm -hmm. and check, but I'm I'm mostly spending time with some and like going through another campaign playthrough to get to that final area because i know one of them's in the final so i'm trying to go through a campaign playthrough on veteran to get there but i've also been distracted with like adventure modes looking for other things so i keep getting distracted by like shiny object syndrome in that game which is oh i could do this or i could solve this puzzle or i could do this other thing but um yeah i'm also trying to go through and level up all the archetypes because the higher your archetypes go then the higher your relic shards go and it's like everything everything builds and this is a game like if you want the min-maxing nuance of in-game grind, like, this game does it very well, actually. Like, mm -hmm. I would probably... I can't tell you if it's better than Diablo because it's not going to last forever, but for a game that's not live service, they gave you a hell of a lot to work on. So, they did great. Alright, that's all for me for now. Yes, yes, It was 25 minutes last episode, so I won't yeah, do it again. Full breakdown. I went, I went, you weren't here, wow. you weren't here, so I had to represent because yeah, I know... He, he held it down. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. We tied on our review score. That was very cool. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm also playing a lot of Remnant. I handled the review for IGN, um, and I think uh, my fiance and I are going to beat the game tonight. Maybe for, for so that will be my fourth playthrough uh, that wow. I've beaten. So, and again, you know, the cool thing about this game is you go play it four times and I still I saw a new boss last night that yep. I didn't know was in the game. So, like, that's the cool part of the game is you just never know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's areas I've played through multiple times. And, you know, Ibantis is sort of the build crafting guru here. And I think his endorsement in that regard is kind of the best you can get. Right. Like the build crafting is real. It's got a tail to it. So that's been a lot of fun. But, you know, that was my review last week. This week, I'm on to new stuff. I'm reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Blasphemous 2. Uh, I've Blasphemous, got a... Blasphemous looks cool. I don't know about Texas Chainsaw, but Blasphemous looks cool. You know, it's, I'm under a bargain for both. So who, whom can say? Um, but, uh, yeah, I've got some got some cool stuff uh, coming up uh, down the pipe. So keeping busy and uh, finding some time to play Destiny as well. I, you know, just, just right before the show, I... Uh, summoned and defeated the secret boss Glorbo, which I thought, I honestly didn't think they were going to put that in the game. Very surprised mm -hmm. and excited about that. So, um, for those who are on. unaware, could you, could you explain what, what's <laughs> going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, players of various, um, online games like, uh, world of Warcraft and destiny 
uh, have become aware of this phenomenon online of uh, really crappy news articles that are going live on sites that appear to just be uh, created by AI that look at Reddit and see what people on Reddit are saying and then turn that into an article, um, which is very annoying if you're a Destiny player and you're trying to keep up on Destiny news and a lot of the content that comes to the top of your feed is just essentially, you know, clickbait trash. And so uh, they decided to respond to this by uh, tricking the AI into writing articles about stuff that aren't real by posting about it on Reddit until the AI wrote about it. And it turned out they really didn't have to try all that hard at all uh, because as soon as they started talking about Glorbo, uh, not only did they, uh, <laughs> not only did WoW get an article for it, but Destiny got an article for it wherein the AI made up mechanics of how you summon Glorbo, which is maybe the best part. <laughs> it, 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 it apparently could not find the mechanics, so it just wrote its own instructions for how to do it. Um, and hilariously, the instructions will get you killed in the final encounter of the dungeon if you if you follow them, which is kind of awesome. So it kind of reads like a uh, you 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 had a robot read too many where is or articles and then ask them to write instructions for how to summon a fake boss without ever having watched anybody play the game, and that is very amusing to me. So. Uh, praise be Glorbo. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> week for Destiny. I think is the the point here. Oh my uh, god, that's funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. What job security I feel right now? Yes. Watching the AI yeah. go down in flames, trying to cover the games industry because it's already kind of a rat's nest trying to cover the games industry, and I I don't know if if an AI can navigate that at least in the current day and age. So it's kind of kind of a, a hilarious. Um, Hilarious. I feel uh, like the early coverage for Remnant was so inconsistent because not everybody knew everything yet. Like, if an AI tried to do that, they would have been probably wrong eighty percent of the time. I think early because you'd yep. look stuff up and be like, "I don't, I don't think, I don't know, I don't think so." Mm -hmm. I, I, so I'm friends with a lot of people at Gunfire Games, so they were sending me videos to mess with me. Uh, what they would like to do. They're a very funny group of people, mm -hmm. the people at Gunfire Games. And they don't like me because I was I met them and they're like, this guy just sucks. So um, their favorite thing to do at Gunfire Games is to find people reacting to my review on YouTube and then send them to me. And they the the more the more petulant and uh, like uh, hard to watch, the better. Like if it if it's somebody who doesn't understand the game screaming at my review claiming i don't know the game i'm gonna get sent that get at that. least four times by their <laughs> yeah. team like, i think i've got an idea <laughs> who's sending some of those to you as well yeah, yeah. ben is definitely yeah. the uh the yeah. chief offender in that regard but uh yeah they are uh they're very funny so i watched several um reactions which i'll be honest i've been writing reviews for a while over a decade I did not know that people reacted to reviews and made YouTube videos about it. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. This is totally new to me. Didn't know it was a thing. And so watching it was wild, man. It was very yeah. wild. So well, he was messing with me because you connected me with him, but he was messing with me and my review in the math that I ended up trying to say and how many archetype combinations there were because Travis was, I was helping Travis get a review. It's how I got to do my review. So we were playing a little co-op and chatting and he was telling me how many archetypes he thought there were. So in my head, I did the math and I was like, that's a lot. Well, let me bring it down to a number that sounds cool. And I said over a hundred combinations. 
they won't tell you how many archetypes are actually in the game, but I think it ended up being an okay fact, but for the longest time, I was worried. I was, like, spreading misinformation, and he's over here sending me moments of, like, you know, it's just, um, uh, you're going to be known for the misinformation guy and all this stuff like that. Like, and I was like, he's oh, such okay. a troll. He was messing with me hard. He was and, having fun with it, though, but that's what I was like. You, were, you weren't even wrong. As it turned out, there yeah. are 11 archetypes in the game, which is hilarious. It, do you know that people still haven't unlocked the final archetype? Have you been following that, E? Mm -hmm. the, the final archetype has been data mined. It's called Archon, and some people have gained access to it. Oh, I heard that word, but I haven't. Some people, some people have gained access to it by hacking their save file oh, and unlocking oh, wow. it, but the entire community still doesn't know how to actually unlock it for real in the that game, is... which is kind of hilarious. This is why this game is cool. As I said, 80 cool. hours? I don't have It's a water like... cooler game. Yeah. It's the Ooh. ultimate, like, you're talking to your friend and you're like, yeah, dude, this crazy thing happened in Remnant. And they're like, what, dude? What? I've never even seen that boss. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's super cool just to, I love to that talk app. about it and watch the whole community react. And uh, yeah, man, there's just, it's a, it's a great time for games. Also, I feel like if you don't play Remnant 2 now, you're never going to play it because we've had a crazy couple months and starting it's... like a week from now, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be crazy up until the end of the year. That's so going to be like, me in a minute, bro. Dude, yeah, if you don't play it now, you're never going to play it. Like yeah. they released this game at the perfect window of time. Cause I feel like it is a, it is a moment in time and it's going to get, yeah. And they got, they got a good window and their stuff. We'll talk about a little later that, not so good of a time right now. It's great. Good a time. Cog, okay. what are you? Yeah. Uh, what are you up to? Yeah, I got sidetracked, man. Um, you know, I got I accepted to the was it the uh, Tekken Eight close beta. I saw you tweeting about that. Yep. And bro, I forgot. Warang. <laughs> Warang. Yeah, man. Like, Is that bro, how you say it? Warang. You know what? Namco doesn't even know how to say. It. They've mispronounced oh, his they name. Say multiple... Warang, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we don't. No one knows what the official okay, cool. canon pronunciation so of his bad. name is. Look, the game is absolutely phenomenal unreal engine 5 i'm not even going to hold you there is nothing that looks better than this game from a fighting game perspective it mm. is leaps and bounds beyond and respectfully i love mortal kombat I'm i was gonna say it. even mk mk one look good too no all right not even listen you knew they was flexing at the title screen when they have kazuya's face up on the thing oh, and they let else. you manipulate it and it's a it's a graphical showcase of what it can do look the game i'm just gonna be brief the game is fun. It, they've completely redid all the animations, rewrote it from the from the ground up. It's a brand, every character feels completely different. The thing that changed it is this thing called the heat system. So, in Tekken, if you're a fighting game guy, there's usually what we consider the turtles, the guys that are very defensive. They yeah. back at the, you know, in the back, back away, back dash away from you at the beginning of the match. They 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 try to wait for their openings and they counter. And then there's guys like me, the, the bulldogs. So it's the round one, fight! <laughs> I'm on you, right? Like, like I'm a bulldog by nature. So the heat, yes, but I yes, guess you are. But... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the in competitive play, generally the turtles win because you know they they analyze, they back up, they assess. So what the heat system does instead of having these passive matches that I guess people, you know, Namco and Harada and them are trying to get people to engage more. What they're doing is you activate heat, your character starts to glow. If someone is turtling and you landing strings, you actually do chip damage. So it encourages the other side to respond. And then once they respond, then they can recover the damage that was chipped away. Uh, right? So it's a push-pull kind of a situation. And then they have like rage. Get your health back. <laughs> yes. So it, it creates these 
creative, like these competitive moments. It's extremely cinematic. The game's amazing. Um, they, we're going to test out the net code that I played was initially just PlayStation at first because I did the uh, close beta on PS5. I think they're going to open up to Steam and Xbox, and then I get to see how that is. And then, yeah, of course, I played this game called Destiny. Finally did Solstice this week. Finally jumped in there. I know Patty's like, damn, they ain't going to talk about Destiny. <laughs> 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 we finally um, did that. Sometimes. And um, I was able to, you know, I still haven't got the damn rocket launch. They keep giving me the shotgun every five minutes, but we'll talk about that later. And uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, just getting ready for all the big games. I do probably, oh, Diablo, I did my Nightmare Dungeon finally. And I'm scared to touch Sorcerer because of all the awful things that. I feel like wait done. for tomorrow's campfire yeah. chat and then the patch that's supposed to buff barbarians and sorcerers. Like, I haven't right. touched the new season yet either. And I was like, after hearing yeah. the sorcerer may get love like soon, I was like, all right, I'll wait yeah. to start my sorcerer then. So, to what they're telling me is start a new character if you're going to try the malignant season. You that's not closer yeah and you have to so i might do that just touch it and then from there if i do that then i will at least try to see, give Rem- remnant a chance because like you said it's it's been crazy but enough about me we have a very patient guest yeah, sorry about that. To all our ramblings <laughs> okay. we gotta bring him in all right welcome to the last word episode number 259 we currently have one of the best years in gaming obviously because we can't shut up about all of it but sadly not everyone has the same feelings about destiny 2 this year from taking breaks to play other fantastic games and getting perspective, parts of the game that have been most neglected for a very long time, or even the narrative choices for year nine that seem to be rather divisive, the Destiny player base is dealing with a lot right now. Our guest tonight represents more than half of the player base who really needs some positive news about the future, so the timing of his return to the podcast is perfect, and with the showcase less than a month away, we can't wait. Our guest tonight lives and breathes the FPS life. Recoil Direction, Perk Synergy, TTK, these are just daily jargon for our elite PvP wizard. If you haven't checked out his YouTube channel, you are doing yourself a disservice as a Destiny player. Epic interviews with top players like Saltagrappo, Seridius, and more to help you understand what makes the elite players tick. With many of his guides, you can go from noob to pro in less than an hour. So that will be very time very well spent so i recommend you check some of those out his tier lists are thorough well researched and he will also make you look at exotics in a brand new light as well after his tutelage you'll be walking into the crucible like vince mcmahon in the meme to top it all off this man enjoys the nuance of mouse dpi and gain sensitivity so much that he made his own mouse pad company so please go check out ember edge do this man a favor and check out his website so let's welcome the man with the most calming voice on YouTube, and also the most adorable and tasty-looking logo you'll see anywhere. The one, the only, Patty Cakes. How you doing, hey, man? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for the Ember Edge plug. I wasn't expecting that. That's nice. <laughs> I do my research. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. How, How you doing? doing I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's been fun. We were talking. It's been like two years since yeah, uh, I've, uh, I've been here. It's good to chat with everybody again. It's I popped awesome. up in the old Discord DM, and it was like, August 19th of 2021. I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah man. it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, Daddy, man, I, I, we gotta get. I gotta get the brass tacks with you, man. PVP loves in the in, in the realm with a campfire. So you know, look, word on the street. You know, a lot of lot of Destiny content creators making little video. I saw True Vanguard make a video. You know, in reference to I felt was pretty honest. You know, about how he felt in reference to the you know the PVP community and how he feels. Um. You know, Bungie is not really talking to him, and he's he's confident that the game will get in a good place. 
But um, at this current time, he as a content creator just can't continue to have confidence that it will ever happen. And he actually switched into like Starfield right now, content for which I've been following that. Yeah, I'm wishing him good luck with it. I hope that it works out well. Um, I know it's tough as a creator to switch games, which we've all probably tinkered with from time to time. Yeah. So I just want to get, you know, as a PVP main, what's your mindset? right? How are you feeling? How are you processing everything? And what's your mindset moving forward with Destiny right now on the PVP? Oh, man. It's been a tough time for PvP Can't players, open. no doubt. Yeah, go. <laughs> we got like, Travis. Where, where I'm taking full advantage. <laughs> um, we don't get I, to have these talks. <laughs> yeah, well, like you said, it's been it's a, a challenging time right now for PvP players. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. I, I feel like there's there's always these stats about like how many PvP players and PVE players and whatever. There's but I feel like the thing that those stats don't really take into account very well is that a lot of PVP players kind of have to do PVE to like get stuff for PVP, right? Like I was just thinking about um, a couple weeks ago, I was, I was grinding Matador with some friends. I spent like 20 hours in that uh, dungeon trying to get a perfect Matador Oof. role. So like that time all counts as PVE time, right? But it's like, yep. I'm only doing it because I want a PVP role. So it's like, I feel like that's when, when people look at the stats, I'm like, you know, oh, there's only so many PVP players. Like it's always a little bit skewed because it's like, it's somewhat rare to have to go into PvP to get a PvE thing. There's been cases like Mountaintop and Recluse and whatever. Remember over the, the pushback? Remember the pushback initially? Yeah. Like, I gotta go in. Even with right. Thorn debut from D1, I think there was PvP oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. The, from it. Yeah, the right. void, the void. Uh, yeah, kills the void kills. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that so the the numbers are like always a little, there's a little asterisk behind them because it's like, you know, their PvP players like have to play a lot of PvE to, so it kind of, it boosts up those numbers i think it makes it look a little bit more skewed than it is sometimes no i i agree and i think that's a good point i think it's also in reference to you know the the fairness and the balance that doesn't exist for the pvp player like you're, you're right like a lot of times yeah. they have to do pve content where i feel when the roles reversed you know getting a pve guy to step into pvp for any type of yeah. you know reward or it, it or it's it, it's hard to incentivize that person is mm-hmm. usually so it gets to show you like the shift as far as the game is concerned but i definitely wanted to start off by asking you that just kind of like where you're at and then the, my follow-up was just like you know what do you, what do you need to see happen just you know for you to feel more comfortable about the pvp sandbox and just in general about uh, yeah. what's yeah. gonna take what's it gonna take so you don't pull a true vanguard well yeah. you need to know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see um, left. so i actually think i mean uh, over the years i've kind of given up hope that it's going to be like some incredible pvp focus game right like i think you're kind of delusional to think that, that they're going to magically turn into that I, the thing that's been so frustrating for myself and pretty much everyone who's ever like put some en- energy into PvP is that you can see how much potential the game has always had since Destiny 1. Like It's always had this special feeling that no other arena shooter has ever really felt the same. And it's just, I think that's what the PvP players out there, that's what we like so much about it, is that it's just a cool, special game that there's just not really like... I mean, there's, you know, Apex Legends and all these different games are kind of similar, but Destiny has its own, like, special feel of, like, the gunplay and the movement and abilities and stuff. So, um, for me these days, I actually feel like it's pretty simple. Um, I mostly just miss having really good connections to the game. Like, I mean, I'm not, like, the best player by any stretch. There's way, way, way better players than I am. But, um, like, in the bracket that I exist in, just based on, like, my account history, the games are just 
unbearable sometimes it's like so laggy with the um skill-based matchmaking it's like you're only playing against people all over the world in different regions and it's like everyone in those games plays like they're just so sweaty constantly so it's like really because i always like to play with kind of fun different builds and try kind of quirky things and it's just it feels like you get punished really hard for doing that right now which is a bummer so i would say like to me that's kind of the most important thing I know well, it's probably unrealistic that we'll ever get dedicated servers. That would be like my number one wish list thing. Well, but I mean, it, got them. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's, I know they could do it, but it's like I, at this point, I, I'm I'm not holding up my breath for that one. Um, and then the other thing is just I, I've always felt like there, you know, we have quite a few PvP maps in the game, but like most people realistically only like to play like, I don't know, five to ten of them. Like there's a lot of maps that are not super fun. So it's it's pretty clear that they're not going to like magically make like 20 new pvp maps tomorrow right like they're that's, they've been dripping them like one out every three years or whatever yeah. so like i'm not really anticipating that that will happen um i do think a really good system though would be some form of like map voting or like even just Ooh. community-based map voting where it's like maybe it's not in the game but it's like people like that you know through the twab or whatever they vote once in a while and then they just even weight the the maps so that like the good maps happen more frequently mm-hmm. and the bad maps happen less frequently. Like th- yes. th- that alone would be a pretty nice compromise that would take, I assume I'm not a developer, but I assume that would be easier than implementing some yeah. new like I mean, voting system in the game. Yeah. Anytime you see this junction, you're like, oh. It just like yeah, takes like, the wind out of the sails for that whole well, match. And you're I gone. mean, and not only that, that, that was also during the era where like they first introduced the whole idea of, of you couldn't quit out of the map that yep. you didn't like without getting yes. penalized. And it's like, come on. I remember getting disjunction like four or five times in a row. I was just like, I, I don't know how I'm still playing this game. Like, I have to go point. watch a movie. This is it. I'm done. Yeah. So it's just sad because it's like, I mean, I don't know. I think most people can see that it's always had some potential for being an awesome pvp game and it, it is fun like i was just playing last night with some friends which i've been playing way less destiny than i ever have but it's like i still hop on i do my comp games for the week trying to get that sniper which i it's like the probably the one gun that i actually want in the whole game um from competitive yep. and so you know i'll hop on and do my nine games um which, which is i still enjoy doing those and then you know play some pvp with friends just try, like trying out different builds and you could still have a good time but it's just like you know I think a lot of us think back to like, I don't know, maybe like Forsaken era or like the opulence era. There's just, there was like some golden eras in D2 PVP that I miss quite a bit. You ever, I do feel like, I mean, we've had a lot of PVP people on like you and a couple of people multiple times as well mm-hmm. who are very PVP focused. I feel like map voting has been a very common thing. And I feel like there had to have been community summits where that has to have come up probably multiple times. Now, I'm not saying they don't want to do map voting so they don't get their feelings hurt about, but I li- really like this map as a developer and like the whole community craps on it or something like that. But as you said, it's like if there are favorites and unfavorites, like put the community just even votes out there, you know, for a couple weeks, see what da- they love their data and have your hundreds of thousands of data points and stuff and figure out which ones are favored, which ones are not. And then w- and just share the data and be like, hey, we're going to weight them based off favorites and see how you guys like it. Like yeah. that, there are there are little things like somebody in my Discord said like the smallest thing that they could do. I'm like, well, yeah, they could do that, but they don't. They were like, why couldn't Bungie give us five free universal transmog tokens a season that also expire at the end of the season, so people don't hoard them, but you have to use them within a season? And I'm like, sure. 
Same thing as like map voting. I, I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. Like once you get to that screen, you vote or as you're queuing in, it's like got the couple of maps in there and stuff like that. And you get like, you know, five, 10 seconds to vote for it or something. But I'm like, yeah. I feel like it would, again, as you said, show the love away from disjunction to the maps that people actually really enjoy. And is if you're going in and you're getting disjunction five times, especially as you said, now with the skill base matchmaking, putting you in matches that are going to be sometimes rough then you get into yeah. bad maps, it's bad. Or also you've got, you know, players who don't want to play that map and they want to quit out, but they get penalized. Like, it it helps kind of cushion a couple of those things. And I, again, yeah. I don't know the dev time on it, but it does feel like it could be a community win on it as well. Well, I imagine that it would keep lobbies together more, right? Because, like, it's, presumably you could only vote for the next map if you've stayed in that same lobby, right? That's kind of how it's typically worked in other games. And so, I mean, all these... Uh, developers are obsessed with like session time and like all these metrics of like keeping people playing as much as possible and i was like i feel like i don't know i imagine that that would be helpful to like have people wanting to stick in the same lobby to keep going with this you know versus like quitting out because they don't like the map i mm-hmm. i don't know i'm no developer but <laughs> that seems logical to me trev what's your thoughts on uh pvp with patty i don't have any pvp opinions i'm not a PvP main, as you guys oh, yeah, said. That's, that's right. right. He's retired. He wrote off no, the PvP no main title. Yeah. He's retired. Yeah. No longer uh, a Patty, Patty, Cake, Patty Cakes, I, um, I retired as a PvP main recently in protest of, of Destiny's <laughs> PvP track record. <laughs> I, I can't remember what the last straw was, but, uh, you know, it was... <laughs> yeah. No. Look, I... It's it's in a bad place, and you know, in the past, I've nitpicked with people over how I think skill based matchmaking is good, and how blah 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 ranked system. Blah, you know, I've had fights with this, but I just don't have the energy for it anymore. It's so it's bad, man. I I don't think the PvP situation is healthy at all, and I think everybody's looking over at uh, you know, the the uh, the uh, unfaithful boyfriend meme looking over Ooh. his shoulder you know at a marathon uh the bungee team there um i think that is kind of distracting for a lot of people so you know when i go for pvp experiences these days i'm not coming to destiny really um and uh, i think when marathon comes out probably most destiny players won't leave my guess what do you think would get you to like be interested in that de- like to go to destiny for that pvp fix like what do you feel like is missing I mean, I think the thing that, like, Destiny's always had problems for me with PvP because I like arena shooters. I like it where everybody enters the battlefield on equal footing and it's about kind of controlling the map and, you know, getting better weapons in in the actual game. Um, So Destiny has always not been, like, the perfect multiplayer game for me for PvP. But the thing that has been great about it is that you can take your in-game accomplishments and bring them to a PvP sandbox where it adds endless replayability, and it's sort of the payoff, for me anyway, as a PvP main, a former PvP main, I guess. Um, It was the ultimate payoff for playing this game, and it let you exist in that world for longer and do a very very different type of of, uh, objective with that. And I think that uh, part of the failing there is that it stopped feeling like a viable way to spend your time in destiny, the, whether it's the lack of attention paid to the, you know, added game modes is something we've talked about. Added maps is something we've talked about care to the actual infrastructure of the game, whether it's matchmaking or whether it's dedicated servers or, 
player base, I assume is probably part of the problem, etc. Um, it just sort of feels like the team either took it for granted or decided that it wasn't a priority anymore. And it, it has increasingly been kind of feeling that way over the past yeah. couple of years to the point where, uh, you know, now I do my PVE activities and then I put the game down and I wait for the next PVE event. I don't even really bother going into PVP, but it just sort of, it feels like that they kind of just left it rotten on the vine a little bit for a while. Yeah. And I feel, I feel that way about a lot of areas of destiny, whether it's like the strike playlist or gambit or, you know, like a lot of these things kind of just feel like, they got to a situation where they felt it was good enough. And now they add like one thing to it a year, if that, and that's really just strikes gambit and crucible are in a whole different realm of like not having any attention paid yeah. to them. So I just feel like it was, you know, they did it to themselves for whatever reason, maybe they just decided they didn't want the game to be that focused on it. But I mean, name, name something, name a thing that they haven't been doing in PVP. And I'll tell you how they've been failing at that thing. You know what I mean? It's just, well, I mean, that's kind of what's sad is listening to all of you guys talk about, like, the state of not really having a desire to go back to it. And then they did this whole, like, was it season 18, 19? I can't remember when comp, the rework for comp and then, like, mm -hmm. trying to put the emblem in there. But the issue that I hear about with comp more frequently, and again, I don't know how this is for, like, the hardcore, I see people, like, lose 142 points, lose 202 points, lose 37 points, lose 150 points, and then they win a match and they gain 12. Like, yeah. the scoring in comp, I swear, could not be more convoluted. And I'm not even the one who spends much time in there at all. But anything I ever see on Twitter is like, I lost three games. I feel like I lost 500 points. I won one game, and I got five back. And I'm just like, that sounds horrible. So, I mean, that's... Even if, like, comp with dedicated servers or something like that, like, when you hear... I know Marathon was cool for a trailer i really like the vibe of it could be an interesting game and it could pull pvp players over but also as somebody said in chat is like no way in hell i'm touching marathon the way they treated d2 pvp it's like and we've said yeah. this before as well it's like your current game that exists has pvp and as you have neglected it what faith are you putting into your future pvp focused game as well and hoping to have people give that one a shot Yes, they're probably going to pull from a different audience as opposed to Destiny players they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Your Tarkovs and your Fortnites and what's going to be the new hot shooter. Maybe they're hoping this is it. But when, you know, everything that people have complained about in this game doesn't seem to get in there over the course of years and years now, it's really hard to sit on the sidelines and say, like, when I mean, you say the sniper in comp and I'm like, I can't I can't remember the name of it. But I was like, it looks cool. But I'm also, I'm like, for me to go into comp just for, like, a sniper that I'm probably not really going to get much use out of because my skill's lower on it. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a great time. Like, I'll get, <laughs> I can get, a, you know, you can play your three games and not care about the numbers and get a couple of rolls on it. But even then, just, like, when I hear the stuff about comp scoring, I've thought about, like, maybe playing a little bit. And then I see that stuff. I'm like, that sounds horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've heard that sentiment a lot about um, people worrying about marathon because it's like destiny pvp feels so neglected which i mean i've just i've been hearing that a lot i think it's there's definitely some sentiment there i think you're right that like they're probably ultimately going for a pretty different audience with the game like they're yeah. they're really trying to get like that like you know warzone and fortnite mm -hmm. whatever like all these different br-ish games so. it, it's that's all the game is so they you know ignoring pvp in that game isn't really a choice right yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely and uh, I think that 
that game's draw is that it's sort of posing as an extraction shooter, but what it actually is is an ARG game that's going to keep audiences invested by like the meta that surrounds you going into PvP matches and discovering secrets and figuring out stuff cuz like it's going to be like a live service game that feels like you know they're putting the ARG stuff that sometimes creeps its way into mm-hmm. Destiny. That's going to be like front and center in that game. That's my theory uh and I think it's been I think it, it's been confirmed in some form, or at least uh, I, I'm to the point where I'm ready to confirm it <laughs> as my <laughs> prediction. And so uh, I think Marathon will be fine. The team that's working on it knows PvP. They've, you know, they mm-hmm. had their A team over there, and they're going to have to invest in it. The question is, is it going to be enough for people just to get the ARG payoff? Because what the thing that that game is missing is the greater world where I feel like my accomplishments carry over, right? It's a separate app, separate game. And so I don't know if people are going to necessarily want to turn off destiny and then go to this other game where they have a completely Mm -hmm. separate loadout and character and achievements and all that stuff. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if it's going to have that staying power, but I do think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a good game. And uh, I will, I will probably play it as a substitute for destiny PVP, which I, uh, often don't enjoy as much as I used to. So, did you guys try uh, the Cycle Frontier at all? Do you guys no, remember that game? I heard about that, and it's shutting down here in a little. Yeah, while or that's, I was so going to bring that up. That. You guys, yeah, no, so no got... one else gave it a try. I, I actually tried it last summer, and I liked it. I actually thought it was pretty fun. It just it had a lot of issues with cheaters, like big issues. And that type of game is so like if you think cheaters and destiny are bad like when you when you get like imagine you get you you know loot the last word and then you die from a cheater and you lose the gun you can't have it anymore like that is a big big problem in that type of game oh yeah no i guess i guess i'm curious you guys got me thinking i'm curious like what the their mentality is with obviously the dedication to pvp and this extraction style shooter of marathon you know if that is their intent to have destiny if they think destiny pvp players will gravitate towards that or they're just going for a whole completely different audience that is you know pvp tactical focus i'm, I'm just curious what their overall goal of the audiences of both games kind like of i would guess a little column a and column b because i mean they're gonna yeah. have their dedicated bungee audience who's been playing destiny for a decade and be like hey bungee put bungee put out a new game the pvp players are probably like okay I got to see what this like, you know, four or five years of development that you didn't put into Destiny. What's it like? So I was like, the initial try is going to be there. So they're really going to have to do something to like make the initial hooks well. But then also you have your Tarkov players, your Lupos, you know, your Mm -hmm. big giant streamers. And those are the ones, some of them got like marathon boxes. Like you didn't Mm -hmm. see a lot of Destiny content creators get marathon boxes, but a couple of the big ones that are not Destiny creators did because they are going after a somewhat of a different audience. So I would imagine... They are trying to, because partially what Bungie is doing right now is they're bleeding Destiny players. We've talked about that before because new player experience and things like that, they have big numbers, but again, right now, hi, how, how you could have like a weekly player login, but if your weekly player login is for like an hour, touch it and then like bail for the week and you just like, I don't care. That's a way to have an inflated Mm -hmm. number due to their style, but it's like their hourly engagement may be very low. So then I wonder what that does to carry over for, you know, their future game. But also it's like something like Tarkov's infinitely repeatable because it is PvP and yeah. it is going to have that extraction part and, you know, the threat and yeah. the suspense and stuff. And 
if they can capture like the bungee magic between Halo and Destiny, we've seen them do it. So if they can mm-hmm. do it again, and then as you said, security's huge. They said security team is like one of the first things they mentioned. Dedicated servers to hopefully stop have cheating. Like they mm-hmm. can try and hopefully they'll stay maybe even with the cheaters as opposed to trying to stay ahead of it. But yeah, I do feel like it's definitely gonna be they have to do those things to have a shot. And then even then trying to pull in new players is no easy thing because Sony is trying to do 12 live services. You got games like Starfield that people live in for hours and hours and hours. Like there are so many games now that pull people. It's not going to be the same experience Destiny had that for its first time out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. We got to see. So shout out to all Teddy in the realm. Hey, what's up, Teddy? He said they're going for new players with Marathon. He said customer acquisition is a key metric of the entire service industry. Good point, Teddy. Yeah, that, that could very well be, you know, the metric. And, um, it's just interesting to see the shift, you know, now that we know that the game exists, that, you know, where we know where the teams have been, it is interesting, but yeah, I'm, I'm with Trav. Like I, I just wish, you know, it's at this point, wish I start. I said, my man quit. He didn't PVP man no more. That lets you know the state of <laughs> where things yeah. are, you know, in terms of that, but it is interesting to see, um, moving forward, how, if, how they, how they react to destiny PVP in a post marathon world is what I want to see. Like, what really happens on an update tip, if anything? I'm very curious about that. When it's out there in the wild and, the, the, you know, the love is going, right, does the P- SD2 PvP guy get any type of substantial updates? Very curious about that. Yes, I think, I think at least if they're doing it right, it should. Because you don't, I think I've said this on the show before, but you don't pull resources from one place to make another thing grow and let the old thing die. You add, you add team members, you, you grow both games at the same time. And I don't even really think that destiny and marathon are going to compete very much at all. I think they'll compete in a very small niche of people who just really like Bungie as a company, but I don't know that they're going to be like cannibalizing the same player base. So Teddy's right that, customer acquisition is going to be their main focus that's every game's main focus is getting new, more people to play their game and not just the people who were playing their games already to expand their umbrella and uh and get more people playing so i think marathon will do that but the dialogue that marathon is somehow going to make destiny pvp suffer or that those two things can't succeed at the same time i think is a false dilemma and I also think that Destiny's PvP was on a downward slope way before Marathon was ever even a thought in the in the in Bungie's mind. So I, I I think that people are drawing parallels that don't really exist. I think for whatever reason the Bungie team de-emphasized PvP, stopped focusing on it, That's went elsewhere with their stuff, and I don't think it really has anything to do with Marathon. Yeah, and I think that's that's my curiosity because it's evident that they definitely pulled away from Destiny PvP. But to your point, yeah, it makes sense to, to have both communities thrive, right? You want, you know, rising tide, that kind of energy. So I'm, I'm just, I would love to know the mindset, you know, and maybe it, it is just a resources thing. And, and, you know, once they ramp up, you know, the, 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 the full scale of the plan is everything to, to, to be allocated towards content. But it, it is clear that as of right now, that ain't the case. <laughs> well, like- as of right now, there's one favorite new child in the house. And that new child got a brand new room that we've been asking for. It got all the <laughs> furniture that we've been begging for. And we like, yo, fam, he just got here. <laughs> like, are, like, are you not an only child? 
I am an elite. <laughs> but I was yeah. like, you can actually like look when you guys do say new player acquisition, it makes sense. Like if they want to be successful, look at their website. Now it is like know, Destiny and Marathon. So if like a marathon player comes in, first thing they're gonna see yeah. is Destiny sitting at the top and be like, Hey, this is another bungee game. Do they come over and check this out too? Like I if oh, they're that new, that new kid in the house, man, getting everything, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell that all of your not being an only child opinions are formed by movies because that's not at all been my. Is that how it go? I had six siblings. And, uh, they never <laughs> cared about me like to that? begin with, cock. Let me tell you, it was already. I didn't lose any. You gotta any complain when, when it don't feel like it's equal treatment. You gotta get the side out of the house one time, Trav. Come on. Mm, uh, I don't know. I never. I never expected equal treatment under the law in my particular situation. <laughs> I, I think it was. We were all prisoners. You know, it was. Uh, we we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't begrudge another prisoner for escaping from the the Jared's jail cell. We were like, good on them. You know, they made it. They, they made one, it day I hope, one day I hope to break out too. <laughs> that was my... oh, man. This is hilarious. Sorry for derailing. I had to have some fun. I don't get travel lots. I got, I got, I got to have some fun with them. That's what's up. So what's good on you? Um, yeah, no, I was trying to just like pick Patty's brain because he's here for PvP, yeah. but we're kind of getting into the mix of, you know, it's like you have a map vote coming up and stuff like that. And it's like, we just talked about map voting and they're going to do a map vote for trials. And even if trials had like, what if it was more than just the three that they pick? Like, what if it was like, Hey, we want to do a season of trials and you guys can vote on the four maps we rotate through. And all of you guys, the trials people voted and you got to just have four maps for the whole season rotate through. And it was all the good ones. They already do these things now. And I feel like that's stuff that they could do. There's a little stuff I think they could do. And again, I don't know, as you said, where the resources are, how much is focused on marathon, how much is focused on final shape, whatever comes after final shape, season 23, four, five, six, seven, like all the resources seem to be going somewhere right now because Bungie's not paying people to sit on their butt, but it does seem that PVP is a far focus and Gambit is drowning in the corner of the pool. Like oh, yeah. we don't even talk about Gambit players. Oh, oh, the, the, all seven of you. I know it's yeah. tough, but yeah. Gambit, <laughs> Gambit is not drowning in a pool. By the way, Gambit is floating Fair. in the pool, bloated, and it's it's as, a, as the body smell. decomposes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that's, that's over there. Well, it's like there's two maps that like. How do we not have those two maps back? Just the other two, like re like put know. them through the engine work. It's like come on, oh, they they're yeah, dying here. And it's considered um, a ritual playlist. Like and that's the it. thing that I kind of wanted to get to is mm-hmm. we got some of the TWAB showing about new weapons coming for yeah. the ritual playlist. And they talk about what's coming. So you got Crucible, you're going to have a stasis machine, submachine gun. And I'm like, all right, is it going to be better than the Immortal? Is it going to be better than Blood Feud? Please be better than Blood Feud. It's probably yeah, not going to be as good as Mortal. Blood Feud sucks, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we got a solar sniper rifle from Strikes. I don't know how often you guys use snipers in PVE, but that's mostly 0% of the time for yeah. me. Um, the Void Machine Gun from Gambit is the only one that actually makes sense because it's a non-raid, non-sunset season Void Machine Gun. And if they put cool. decent perks on it, that actually gives you a reason to play Gambit, even if we all hate our lives in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nightfall we got Warden's Law which is going to be a whole new twin shot burst archetype thing um, they messed up on the solar precision bow it was going to be the Hollis 4 which is a blue bow right now mm-hmm. and they were going to reissue that sucker they have a new name for it so I'm sure it's going to be very similar to the Hollis 4 but 
Solar, I'll be honest. Solar and a new I name. Did, I, I did not know there were blue bows in the game. There is one. I, I literally went to yeah, the next page and I was bow. like, oh, there's one. Wow. Yeah. There's one blue bow. That's, a, that's impressive. So Iron Banner, we've got Guiding Sight. It was a kinetic scout rifle. We had it previously a long time ago in Iron Banner. It is now going to be a strand scout rifle. Oh, We're getting a reissue up. there. Point is of the it a stack. 180? It's a 180 or 150? Uh, 150, I think. I looked up. It's a high impact. High impact? Okay. Um, and then point of the stack, which was oh. a pursuit weapon, kind of like yeah. Randy's. They're mm-hmm. reissuing that one for Iron Banner. Now, the only way they're going to get me to play a lot of Iron Banner is if they put Volt Shot on that bow. Now, if they put Volt Shot on that bow, I'm going to play me a lot of Iron Banner because I want Volt Shot on a bow. But they have not done that yet, and I'm sure they're worried about doing it. But if they do that, I'll play on Banner. If they don't, Mm -hmm. I probably won't. Trials, Igneous Hammer. A lot of people love it, but it is a reissue coming back. And we've got a strand. It's going to be an Amelon. Don't know the archetype yet. Grenade launcher or heavy grenade launcher there. Um... So it's like when I go through and I list like, okay, so you've got the bow that could be a reissue. Warden's Law, they are reworking how the gun actually works. Guiding Sight reissue, Point of the Stag reissue, Igneous Hammer, another reissue coming back for... That's like half of them are again. And this is... And I'm not trying... This is where I, I am wondering, like, what are they working on? And I don't mean this to be mean. No, I'm like, I... That's why... That's what I'm that's what I'm hoping. And this is why I was like, I have to wonder. I was like, is it post beyond post final shape? Post that like year eleven. Like I'm hoping where when I see stuff like this, when I go through and I see half of it looks like reissues, and I don't mean to be mad, it works it's a way for them to like cycle through weapons through the loot pool and stuff like that, but have less dev time because they've created five hundred unique weapons or however many there are in the game. It's like I know it's not easy, but this We're, is a lot working of... from home, Ebontis. That's what they're working on. They're working on, you know, naps. I don't know. <laughs> oh, what do you do from home? Okay, I'm, oh, not, I'm not trying to be that mean, but no, this is okay. this is why I'm wondering. Is like they've hired a bunch of people. I know Marathon's got a chunk. There's possibly Matter as well. Destiny is still doing its thing. It's like, and I know Final Shape. They can't screw up Final Shape. Like I know we've said it. Can't before. they? I mean, they. They shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't. <laughs> and as, and as, as we learned from the AI article this week, we now know that the final shape has Lorbo, a subtitle. Yeah. Yeah. It has a subtitle. The AI wrote that the, the DLC was called The Final Shape, A Square with No Corners. I'm done. <laughs> I did not know that. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> but I was like, so that's what I'm hoping is that they're... Getting, and I know, Travis, you said this is yeah. going to be a rough year, and it keeps proving the point. You have been, yeah. you just like, just keep using the like rough year stamp. Like you, you made the stamp <laughs> on your fight on your uh, Lightfall review, and you just keep going down the line with Before it. Review, I predicted this when yeah, we saw the you first trailer. Well, it's like this is going to be a rough. Year. You guys, yep. buckle up. Yep. But and, I, I think the game will survive, and I do think I have to believe this as a destiny stand for so long. I do think Final Shape will be great. I don't know what they've got planned for after that. I don't know if the year after or the seasonal model, which they have alluded to the fact that they're going to be changing the seasonal model so many times. Not just alluded to it. They've explicitly said that they plan on it. I have no idea what any of that down the road. And I also have concerns that Destiny will be be able to continue to be viable after the Final Shape, given Mm -hmm. all the turbulence and people clearly having kind of weariness with with uh the the franchise um uh, but i still think final shape is going to be good what That's are you my expecting for the showcase I, to me That's like what, personally like, like 
Still yeah, my question I, to you, Patty, but that's what I was going to ask you because we talked before the show a little bit in DMs yeah. and I was like, right now I know PvP is rough and especially for you that focus on it. But part of it was like, what does the showcase need to sell you as somebody in PvP? Is it year 10 or is it year 11 and 12? Yeah, like, no, what does it I mean, need to sell you on? As a, like, I, I have to answer it as a content creator because obviously it's like that's sort of my job and the reason that, like, you know, if, if I wasn't, doing it as a job i probably would be taking a break from destiny right now because there's just not that much to do but it's like looking trying to look forward is like does it make sense to keep a channel that's pretty dedicated to one game on this well then like there has to be like a multi-year vision of something to get excited about otherwise it just doesn't make sense so to me i'm really like i'm i'm not really looking at it for the new season right now or final shape so much as like i hope that there's like a, even just teasing oh, of like man. what's the next two three years yep. is it worth even continuing to have a destiny focused channel or is it more like okay well this has been fun but it's time to like start planning something different so I, that's kind of like yeah what's going through my head so during the round table we had last month with uh the bungee team they alluded they deflected my questions about stuff like hey what do you what's up with pvp's future and what's up with game's future they deflected them to the august showcase so my thinking is, and I think they have to do it at this point, because they're getting dangerously close to the time where they need to start like advertising what mm -hmm. happens after the final shape. It's like getting close to that time. Yeah. Um, I think that it'll not only be a deep dive into what's going on with final shape and give us more info there, but I think they're going to talk extensively about the future of destiny and what their vision is. I think it's going to be an unveiling and, uh, people and certainly content creators can decide if they're on board with that vision i think we've already had some announcements that suggest that there's going to be some of the community that doesn't come along for the ride and is out at the 10-year mark as promised hey i did my time um but uh i i think that they're going to have something and i predict that uh it'll get destiny hardcore people excited like because you know it's easy to come up with promises they don't have to deliver on those yet yeah, the marketing team say something that sounds good yeah. Yep. Yeah, the trailer team, marketing team, they deserve all the money because they have sold us all on so much stuff. Yeah. Do you remember what, what was the expansion like that they revealed but they they had like it was within the last few years they like announced the next few expansions yep. after remember I forget which which one it was uh the showcase well, for but it was Beyond Light, Witch Queen and Final Beyond Shape Light? at the time because okay. it was yeah, the showcase was, for those 3. And then the next was, year we got. Uh, I believe which... it was it was it was the showcase for Beyond Light, and then they announced two years on top next, of that. Yeah, and they added another year later on. I feel uh, like that's what we need. Is like, I this think is not happen. only yeah, this is like the next three years vision of like what we're like building towards. Yeah, and that's why my big question keeps coming down to who are we gonna fight in the fight? Like, who are we gonna fight after all this? Are we ever gonna go outside of our solar system, or is Destiny gonna continue yeah. to live around? venus and maybe another moon and are they going to bring back planets or something or are they ever going to go do you think they ever do anything like alpha centauri like an actual different galaxy or does destiny just live here you're muted sorry <laughs> yeah that no that's the question um the light and dice like like travis said we've We've grown up with this, like you know, say like this is all we've known: darkness and the light and the purity and all this stuff. And now they flipped it on its head, you know, narratively, so to speak. You know, we have a new entity, you know, as far as the, the veil and trying to explain what's going on now and containment and all sorts of stuff. But 
you know, they're trying to piece this thing together to get us to the finish line of a moment. And to me, it, it seems like they're, they're trying to culminate in this big moment. And obviously, we know the rumors of potential, you know, another darkness subclass. And I just feel like we're going into this gray area where what we thought, what well, they've kind of alluded with Witch Queen, right? You know, what we've been thought to believe is one thing is actually something else, right? Yeah. Now, what does that conclusion come to? How then does the game move forward after these new revelations and this new ideology? That's the key. And is the game going to be fun? Because it's always been, you know, the darkness, y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the, so what's the new thing that, that we push towards as Guardians and stuff like that? That, to me, when you rewrite, it's, it's, let's say it's a retcon, but you, they're rewriting a lot of their own history into a new direction. And when you do that, it has to still be compelling. So now that we, which we've been chasing the carrot, now we get there. What's the new carrot <laughs> to chase, so to speak, yep. to keep yep. us in there? And that's a big responsibility. I will not lie. Like that is a curiosity I have that does, does Destiny's narrative draw still maintain if it is flipped this way, right? So these are questions they have to answer with. The, with okay, their so here's a question. There's the rumor mm -hmm. of the subclass icon leak. Who knows if that's true? Right. But everybody does have a suspicion. At some point, we're getting a six subclass. Say, right. as Patty says, we get the one, two, three. Like, currently, this we got Final Shape coming. We get, like, here's another trilogy coming. Whenever we theoretically get that next subclass, we will be up to six. Yes, that's a lot. That's a lot. We also have 12,000 weapons in the game. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think at any point they will do a sunsetting pass on your loot? If, they, if this thing is going to be Destiny 2, we tried sunsetting for a hot second. Okay, people got pissed, but it should have stayed in there. We just didn't implement it well. Okay, so we're going to leave that alone for a while and come back to it. Do you think they do any type of sunsetting pass? Do you think we stop at like six sun subclasses? Like, is it weapon archetypes? Like you just said, like it needs to be fun. And I'm sitting there thinking in my head, what over the course of the next three years keeps this six subclass no longer versus the light and dark saga? The Vex don't have a face to fight if they're like the last thing because there's that uh, one of the narrative guys was basically saying that. If you think about the Vex, like, standing back and watching two Goliaths go at it, and then when they're done fighting, then they get to figure out what they're going to do as they time travel and crazy stuff. The Vex don't really have a face to fight. So I'm kind of curious. I want to kind of go around, like, Cog, do you think sunsetting mm -hmm. anytime in the next, say, two years? I'm going to surprise you. You're going to say um, yes. <laughs> it has to happen. It has to happen. It has to happen. E will breathe a sigh of relief, come full circle with you. <laughs> um, but I've, I will also always die on my sword with the caveat that I would like it to happen with a new iteration of the game. So, you know, yeah, the D3 I mean... is, you know, season of the, you know, we're together now. <laughs> season of all, you know. Season of the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, season of the Avengers, you know, so see, on your left or whatever we, what we doing, right? Like, Bro, if I I would like if you're gonna, it's the right call. There's too many weapons. There's too many archetypes. There's too many. Per, I get it. I get it. Yeah, power creep. I get it. All that's legit. All I would say is, hey, you got this new child in the, in the house that got dedicated service and all this stuff, 
right? We've got an engine that is so, you know, old and maybe not stable <laughs> for that has been going on for so long. And we need to cut off that old generation. You know, those, what is it? The, who's still, what console is still? PS4, Xbox thing? One, PS4 Pro, yeah. Xbox One X. Yeah, like all these iterations. It's just like, okay, you know, snap it. Let the witness, you they know, know snap the vault, just gone. Yeah, let the witness <laughs> evaporate everything. We live in the new world with Cade. The new play- <laughs> Put the towel where Cade's at. I'm just joking. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I'll justify, yeah, okay. You're giving me a, a new game. You're giving me better quality of life. You ended the saga in this unique way. Boom, let's go on to the new. Then I'm comfortable with it. I, that's all. I, I just would love that. Maybe I'm wishful thinking. Maybe it's cog, you, that ain't part of the plan and the budget and you you bugging. But that's what I would like. And, and hopefully it's a post-Final Shape world. And then I would be able to accept that. Trav, what about you? Where you at on think they need some? I mean, I probably know your answer there, but what do you think, I guess is a better question maybe for you, what do you think keeps, allows them to keep Destiny 3, Destiny 2, a 3, but uh, Destiny 2 fresh for like the next saga, three years more, something like that. What is, what do you think it needs? What do you think can be done to keep it going? Uh, yeah, I think it needs something completely different, frankly. I mean, I, I don't know what the future is going to look like. And I think uh, Bungie has sort of done enough to allude to us that the future is not going to look like the past, which is comforting because if their answer was, we're going to keep going with the same game that you guys have been playing, I think a lot of people would be like, all right, I'm uh, I'm, I'm good, actually. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you know? I think I'm good, so, I'm good. Uh, I'm good, actually. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I think uh, Bungie is a smart enough company to know the writings on the wall there. Um, I don't claim to know what it's going to look like, but I know this. I know that they're not going to get rid of any of the group factions we're currently fighting because that it's too easy to keep them in the game and they only add stuff, right? It's not, they don't take away, you're not going to defeat the Hive finally and they're just going to be gone, right? They're just going to yeah. exist in some other form. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's okay to keep this stuff, but they definitely need a new mob. I think we're going to get that with uh, Final Shape. I think we're going to get a new faction finally. Um, and then I think I think they're going to try some new stuff. I, th- I think we will leave the solar system, or maybe they'll have a new format where our solar system do- is less relevant, or we have a way to travel, something like Remnant, where you can go through portals and you know go to different realms. Um, but I, I think they're going to have to innovate in some way, and I think this will include what their pillars look like right i think i don't know if we're going to have the same pillars in destiny anymore um or if we do they're they're hopefully going to exist in a different way uh but yeah i i expect them to try a whole bunch of new stuff and if i'm wrong i will be disappointed i might also be disappointed even if they do try new stuff if i happen to not like it but that's that's every player is going to be in that position of trying to decide what they're going to do but um Anything less, if they talk about the future, which I expect them to in August, anything less than a unveiling of like what the future for Destiny means and how it's going to be different, I think will be met with skepticism by their players. Mm-hmm. And I would be shocked if Bungie was not aware of that, right? Okay. So I think they know what the stakes are here. Yeah. 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 Abby, what about you? So when I think about it, there's four times that come to mind that were my favorite four times in Destiny history over the last decade, right? Uh, Destiny 1 launch, Destiny 2 launch, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, first 
the Taken King when that first Ooh. came out, and then oh, Forsaken when Forsaken oh, yeah. came out. And the thing that all four of those have in common is they all felt so new and fresh. There was just like new things to explore. There was like, particularly with Destiny One, Destiny Two launched because it was like a complete clean state. You know, there's just there's nothing to um, it's like completely unexplored. I remember in Destiny One, reading Reddit like into the like 2 a.m. just trying to like look for little secrets people right. talk about these different blue auto rifles they found that were really good in, in you know like the, oh, the yeah. loot cave there's just like this sense of exploration and like unknowingness of like what's out there and i feel like those four times to me really marked like the pinnacle of, of when that's happened um and i just i've been thinking about like what could get me excited about this game again because i've been i've been pretty unexcited for a while now yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been, you're not alone like, i mean you're, you're not, um, it, it, it sucks when a season starts and you know exactly what's going to happen yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know the details you don't know the color but you know exactly what the drawing is going to look like i remember I mean? when uh, that's not a good feeling yeah glad made that little video um reaction to like seeing the like the same square like thing with the seasonal and it's just I had the, oh, same the grid like, that we were filling yeah, up the just, vendor and everybody's like grid. yeah <laughs> it's like come on so i feel like we need the complete opposite of the grid like whatever i don't know what that is exactly i mean my of course i would my preference would be like a destiny 3 complete wipe the slate new guns new everything like that would be that that would get me the most excited but i don't know if that's realistic but i i think it's on the table i would I hope really so do. i mean i just feel like they need just complete wipe everything new fresh clean start and, and learn from destiny 2 right don't like yeah. like i think they made destiny 2 launch like with vanilla had a lot of issues and i think hopefully they learned like yeah. what was good about destiny in the last 10 years and make like the best new version of that um but i mean there was something really special about the first couple weeks of destiny 2 i remember i wasn't even that excited about destiny 2 at first i was kind of like in a lull period this is before i even started doing content and i was playing other games then I remember like seeing some of like the leaked new exotics coming out and it's like that got me really excited. And then, you know, from that point forward, I was like, you know, pre-ordered the Xbox version that I played on PC. And it was just like, you know, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they, they somehow need to recapture that. I I don't know exactly what that looks like. I, my preference would be a, a D3 launch. But I mean, you know, even maybe like there's like they go to some new solar system like you said and we can't take any of our weapons or whatever <laughs> <laughs> your weapons can't go through the portal you know new enemies new areas to explore yeah however they put a reason on it yeah. i'm with you there <laughs> that's funny but yeah. yeah i was like no i think that's the point it's like we watched them make a Destiny 2 and make a lot of mistakes of what they thought they wanted now we've had seven years of like ironing things out so if they ever do a destiny 3 a soft reboot or whatever it may be a next gen only whatever like that mm-hmm. template ends up being don't forget about the last seven years of yes. the game like yeah. you know the way currencies work and we'll get there in a second like the way all these other little things like random roles and perks and subclasses and some stuff could carry forward but again like the vault and the weapons and things and it's like that's a big undertaking to ask for them to say it's like how many weapons do you need to launch a soft reboot do you need 200 how many exotics would like again all that stuff kind of comes into play but it's like i'm i'm with you some kind of not maybe a full clean slate but definitely a lot of lot of freshening up and then some sunsetting like on both ends of it like mm-hmm, a lot of yeah. new get rid of a decent amount of old mm-hmm. The pillars, as Travis said, like maybe Gambit just like if they don't want to put any effort into it and they've shown they've at least talked about Crucible. It may be minimal. It may be small, but they've at least they don't even like 
Gambit wasn't even mentioned in the state of ga- state of the game. Like I feel like that is truly just decomposing as it floats down the river. And if it's not, then they're really not making me think otherwise. So then if it's like you've got the PvE and then you've got the PvP and Destiny, it's like if they lean into some directory rework after Final Shape that goes that way, and there is a little bit more PvP focus, give you a little life there, and then the PvP takes a different direction, maybe that's something they do. It's like Gambit in and of itself wasn't bad, just never got the love. Yeah, yeah. I remember the debut. I was actually, I debuted playing Gambit, which I was appreciate this. It was... uh. Sean Finnegan and Destiny Gary in Activision E3 Taken King booth. Yeah, was, I think I think I was there too. Oh, yeah, crazy yeah. how quick how close we were in it. Yeah, and I was in a session with with Sean and Destin, and it, it it was mind blowing for the time. People were like, "What PvP PVE mode?" And it it was a thing. And to see, and then E, you remember one of the um, I think when we met Nine Hydras. I think it, it was at a, a, a GCX. Yeah, that was GCX when it was. Right. They had the competition. and yep. No, no, actually, no, wait. It was, that um, was before that. That was on the other side. Yes. Yeah. But it was a thing. It was like people were hoping to get the chance to do like this, you know. Yeah, if you won a Crucible match, you came back, yes. you got to like risk your Crucible medal for remember, a Gambit Yeah, that was fun. I did, I did that too. Yeah, that yeah you remember that there. year, Patty, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a thing, and it's see shout out to Chop Chop. Yeah, salute to yep. So it's like, um, yeah, man, it was it was. Travis, a... this horrible story about. That. I know, I know. <laughs> Travis, keep that off the record. Hey, no, no, Finnegan no. is my boy, but all right, you know, oh, man, that's yeah, my guy. I, just, first... I, I, you know, I have a relationship with him. I was little. What is it? Under five hundred subs, IOP, and he, the biggest thing at the time for me was he shouted us out on Fire Team Chat. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I was playing it. It was a guy. Oh, by the way, shout out to Iron Lord's podcast. I was like, people were coming. Yo, bro, they said Iron Lord's podcast on IGN. We, we, we like, <laughs> lost it. Like, he, he made a moment. So he always going to have a special place for me because of that Gambit moment. But Because they were explaining it on Fireteam at the time. This is, uh, you know, before Trav got on. And, um, yeah, it, it just, it, 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 it still has the potential. I guess what I was trying to try to say in all of this is that, look, six years, y'all, right? 2017, when this game came out. Six years. I I strongly believe with a new coat of paint and at least from even from the graphical standpoint to today's standard destiny updated correctly graph because even these cinemas bro like look at kind of tired now when you see Zavala face and you see yeah. it'd it be like a little like you see <laughs> look Trag, I I hear you, but if you were to say Travis, what are the top fifty problems with Destiny? <laughs> Graphics wouldn't even make that list. No, oh, you know, not. it wouldn't even it's be cool. close. It's so, cool. like, why would that be the thing that they would focus on? It's like, just, what about their content pipeline? Oh, of course, you know? of course. I'm, I'm just talking about sure. on top of everything else. Like, it would hurt to have that nice. Cool I just I feel like. Switching to a new engine is a ton of work. It requires years of preparation, especially if it's a custom engine like Bungie tends to build. And, uh, you know, some people have suggested moving to Unreal. That's also a ton of work. Oh, that's, yeah, and, then even, even, and then even if you do it after you're done with all that, then you have to make the content. And I'm just like, if they can use this engine or a version of it, a souped up version of it, that, you know, engines can be improved. They could improve upon this engine and then build more content for it. I would be more excited about them solving the first 780 of problems course. before they got to the, the look of Zavala's face. I, <laughs> no, I'm, you know I mean? yeah, I'm like, just fair. talking about, you're, you're right from the overall health of the game, yes. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is when they're forced to stay with that engine, 
you, you, yes, it's scalable, but at some point you affect now game design, right? You, you're still restricted to the lowest common denominator that you are always going to have to service. And there are some amazing ideas that they can't facilitate because they looking at you, PS4 and Xbox I'm, One. I'm fully <laughs> yeah. on board with abandoning those platforms. I think that should have been done a long time ago, personally. Right, because remembering D2, at some point in the cycle, we got rid of 360. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. We got, they gave them the boot. At least can we, if they're not going to give us D3, can we kindly escort the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One off the premises? We do not want to see your services. <laughs> I know this is wild. Bro, we, we got to do something to, to, to push game design so they can do yeah. something creative I mean, that maybe the, that's been restrictive because when, of these platforms. When they say perks on weapons and stuff are limited based on like technical limitations, that's the th- type of stuff where I'm like, when you play something like Outriders or Remnant, you got like 20 different things going on and you're like, this is kind of crazy and bananas, but fun. But then you think about like, hey, I can't have like an origin trait heat on here or an armor set bonus because one too many things is happening. And I'm like, that's that's where I see the technical issues. It's like if you play Destiny 2 on HDR with a 4K monitor at like 120 frames per second, it looks damn good when I'm looking at it. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it can look good. And it's like, is it going to ever have ray tracing? Please don't try and go down that road. It's probably not worth it. And Destiny probably would look good, but it's probably kill your kill everything. But um. Yeah, as Travis said, there are 700 other things in front of it by far for the looks, but yeah, there there are many things that I would say I would love to see before that as well. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys. So yeah, I haven't yeah. played Remnant Wait, 2. Wait, what? You're like... the guest. Hold on. We did yeah. not approve. <laughs> I love that. I, was, I, I love that. I'm turning this around on you guys. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. The tables. So uh, I haven't played Remnant 2 yet. I have it installed, and I hope you actually try it later tonight. But um, one of the things that seems interesting to me is i I understand you can like combine classes or i was thinking yep. kind of in destiny subclasses do you think that would work in Destiny? i don't know what the lore implications of this but like the like you know well, I mean, in ask, the gameplay like the osiris guy up there he has all three right no is that is is that accurate like does osiris have access to multiple classes they never really i gotta we gotta defer to Bife and, and Mylan because multiple classes or like, like, like dark and solar at the same time yeah. or maybe what you I, had a I, light and a dark at the maybe that would be a thing if they introduce them and you could do you could have a light and a dark at the same time so you could have solar mm-hmm. hammers but also have like a strained grenade like if you could mix and match at that level is that what you're asking yeah yeah I was thinking like so I'm, I'm trying to visualize like okay let's say that we have to keep destiny to you but they like wipe out the weapons and we move to some new planets or something like, how do you keep the subclass part of it fresh? I was, and I was thinking maybe, thing, yeah. yeah, maybe you could like take the subclasses we have and like kind of combine. Like, you could pick two of them or something and mix and match, or just something that. to make it interesting. Another remnant right? reference. This yeah, is crazy. Right, right. Yeah. No, I would. That would be amazing. I mean, if you were, maybe it's the whole point of like, hey, after the final shape, and then if we get the actual, if we get the subclass, you could go like, here's a little spitballing tinfoil hat theory final shape happens or whatever and then we are the balance of light and dark because we have embraced the subclasses fully on each side three and three Mm -hmm. so then the idea of like post final shape to bring it in for start of the new saga you're going to be able to use both now granted you probably have to pick like one super like the prime element for remnant but if you get the perks and traits and maybe you get like Mm -hmm. a couple different i mean i'm not saying that's an easy thing to build in destiny that is probably horrible to program but you know, a little lore foil ten hat, like whatever. I can't even talk, but like spin foil theory. That would be an interesting way to have the final shape be guardians, have the balance mm-hmm. of both the light and the dark subclasses, and then some way to 
to be balanced, you have to use them both. That'd be kind of fun. I have no idea, obviously, but I was like, I like where your head, because I was wondering the same thing about fresh stuff. I'm like, sunsetting of some kind, we got to have a compelling story, which I still don't know what that's going to be, but like, we just got to Void 3.0, Arc 3.0, Solar 3.0, even if we get this like rumored sixth one, who knows if that's real, guys, that's not a for sure thing at all. But if that happens, like, you're telling me for the next three years, we're going to have the same three, just like living, like, they're going to do something to refresh them, so I like the idea at least. Yeah. Yeah, well, especially I mean, with all this investment they put into Strand and like Stasis yeah, and like whatever's new one is, if it exists, like you know, you figure that that's a lot of investment. They don't want to just like throw that out right away, right? So he's got to do something to keep it interesting, though. And if they don't, you could just play a different video game. <laughs> that's the crazy part. You know what I mean? <laughs> crazy what? games are what? so cool. This this is just one game. You know, it's like, do we really care? It's just, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> you messy. I think it's a great idea, by the way, mix and matching classes, because something that I think is tough in Destiny right now is that uh, you kind of feel like everyone else in your group, right? right. There's not a yeah. whole lot of customization yeah. or making it your own or having identity as a guardian. Because I remember Destiny 1 had a lot of identity. Like, I would tell people... I'm a defender Titan. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, this guy's bubble bubble boy. And I'm like, yep, that's how I do it. Mm-hmm. That's how I, that's how I roll. I'm a defender Titan. This one, I'm like, whatever super uh, you need for whatever encounter. Cause the meta <laughs> is just so, if you're a warlock, you live in a well raining. Yeah. It's just like, whatever, whatever, man, I, I'm, I give up. Just make, give, make me do whatever you want. Do what it is. That's most efficient. Uh, yeah. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. I like no, the I, I like the idea of that. By the way, Bungie, like if you take it, we just want a little credit, <laughs> little asterisk there. <laughs> the asterisk. No, I like it <laughs> too. Patty Cakes via the Last Word podcast. I love a Patty Cakes. <laughs> I, I do have a little pessimistic side to it because it's part of me thinking about it, and it's like all this work they've done for all these different subclasses. Oh, the balance would me, be hell. Oh my god! And <laughs> I'm just thinking about D two vanilla D two launch when. Remember when we went from D1 to all the nodes and pick and choose mm-hmm. and do yeah. this and you want that with your Nova bomb or that with the thing? And I think about D2 where it's like triangles and this amalgamum thing of mix. And like you actually had less options. So it's like, yeah, okay, we it's cool. We're going to put stasis and strand together, but you're going to get like limited. I'm just worried about how the yeah, choice how the build actually be. will be, right? Yeah. As cool as it visually will look if them combined how they would implement that and um yeah that, that's pretty much my own concern but i think the idea of it is is, is fire like that just, was okay like if... yeah because the last one i was gonna say just the idea when i when i hear the word the final shape i think of something morphing into something so i think thematically what patty is saying makes a lot of sense like <laughs> I, I maybe i'm giving bungie too much credit here but it just final shape seems to me like okay you we're gonna become something else and it makes sense because at some point we got a lot of subclasses, bro. <laughs> we got a lot of options like, like and choice they, right now. What I was going to say is like the other way yeah. they take it is if it's if it's not two, because I could see, as you're saying, the character screen, you got one on each side. Like Remnant handles it well, but there's you got aspects and fragments and which ones are you picking from and the balance and the cost and all that stuff. They do like with Final Shape and definitely future years, if it's not something like Patty says, which, God, I would love that idea so much. The balance of light and dark within your Guardian. I mean, it writes itself. So, I mean, it's there. But if not, I think the other like 
new supers, new aspects, new fragments, new grenades, like new melees. Like that's the other way they can go with it is to build out more customization because it really and then give us, you know, buff up the ones that need them, obviously, but give us more options. So as you said, it's not like I have the one way that I play like the Warlock. Well, it's like, I'm sorry, Raiders. You live there. That's what you do. Now you've got your hive ship helmet, your divinity. Ah, yes. You told me your build where <laughs> yeah. you're just like making ammo, your divinity, yep, you're yep. sitting in a well. It's like, I'm yep. just going to sit back and do my thing. But it's like mm-hmm. Titans need more non roaming supers for the love of God. Please yes, yes. give me some other supers that are, I mean, the strand more roaming, more melee roaming for Titan, please. I need <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I get to run around and punch things enough. <laughs> so if there's any way to give me more of that, I would appreciate it. Preferably in a different color. Have you tried chartreuse? Could I have a chartreuse fist? Is that possible at all? Listen, Kate. Anyone? I like anyone. That. Yeah. So it's like there's there's a couple ways. I love Patty's idea because lore base wise, like the balance, the final shape coming into those. I don't. I don't think you could write it better. But it's the they, the writers are like, this sounds great, and the game programmers are like, this sounds horrible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How hard could it be? You know, you you hold down one button and it changes all of your other buttons. Mm-hmm. That's like a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, it's kind of in Remnant. Speaking of Remnant, like you hold down LB and then it changes what the right trigger and RB button do. You know? Oh, I play a mouse and keyboard, so, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, you can have oh, a button right. that says toggles between your yeah. lights and dark. Toggles between like, I feel like you could, you you could figure that out without too much your menu. And even you could have the same setup now where you like have a certain number of aspects and fragments and you just you have two, maybe pick like a primary, like do you want a primary darkness or a primary light, right? So yep. you have that determines your super. And then it's like or or you maybe have both supers and you can toggle between them based on if you're on the like the light or dark mode, right? Yeah. It should be kind of cool also, actually. Like I, I feel like something that has to happen if Destiny is going to continue to be a game longer than 10 years, they really only have two options. One, they have to reset the game because that's the only way to let it evolve while keeping it interesting is they just have to like remove everything. The other option is that they can make it like an actual MMORPG, like make it chunkier and more like customizable because build crafting to like a different level. Build crafting to a much higher degree because I think there's two types of games that thrive there's world of warcraft where it's so chunky and so much of an rpg that you can survive for 20 30 years or whatever uh and then the other one is games that just continually refresh because they port you over to a new game and give you a a new toolbox and and tool sets a set of stuff to use um and i feel like destiny is in a very weird position where they've now been around for they're about to be around for over a decade with very minimal changes to their formula. And I don't know how sustainable that is yeah. without them doing something to seriously shake up how the game works. So that's what I hope. Well, yeah. other ways they're shaking up how the game works. They're changing up currency capacities. Woo! Oh, yeah. Look at that segue. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Professional podcasting. Yo. Um, so Ascendant Shards, Ascendant Alloys are both going to go from 10 to 30 enhancement prisms are going to go from 50 to 100 in your inventory but anything above that capacity is no longer going to go to the postmaster so you had people that were happy and then sad within like two sentences of each other now they also state 99% of the player base 
is going to have no problem with this change and find it as a benefit. 1% of the player base, who of which I have found 1% of the player base on Twitter, my YouTube comments, and a few other places, are not happy that the capacity went down. I think if they were going to make everybody happy, you could probably do the prisms, or the enhance the prisms, you could probably leave at 100. 100 prisms, sure, it's fine. Like, you need 200, calm down. But if they did 40 on the cores, enhance or 40 on the shards and 40 on the alloys, they could have made a lot more people happy. Because, like, 30 is an arbitrary-ish number. 30, 40, not much of a difference. Yeah. Like, you're Just not going to infuse... Yeah, you're not going to infuse, <laughs> like... I'm not going to take 10 pieces of exotic armor to level 10 at one moment. <laughs> so, why 30 versus 40? And then it's like, as for the prisms, 100 is a lot to work with. So, I think you'd probably be fine there. But, yeah, 30 is better than 10. I was like, for most everybody... If you really care, go farm them up now. See, so your postmaster always looks all shiny for the future, and you can leave them there because they will stay. They very were they were emphatic about that. Like, Ooh. if you have anything in the postmaster, it's still going to be there. But any future mm. stuff that drops won't go there. And I just wanted to ask: when they said they were going to be talking about like master working in currencies, did you expect any more or any less than what we got? Got it. I I didn't expect anything more. What I would love is if we could re-roll our masterworks, like the technology we had in year one. <laughs> but <laughs> I've been wanting that like literally ever since what Forsaken or whenever they changed that. Blast but, um, needles or something. Well, I was thinking even just remember in year one of Destiny 2, you literally you'd masterwork something and you could keep re-rolling it infinitely until you got the one that you wanted. And I'm just like, why is that not a thing? That would cut down so much ridiculous rng Teddy is the one percent yeah. you're, you're the one percent of the one percent because you're like a triumph collector you but have here's them all. the thing i think it's okay if the one percent are upset call me crazy Ooh. Ooh. but you know the one percent just aren't paying their fair share and i feel like you know they're hoarding all of the wealth and it's time to redistribute i don't think this is a what destiny podcast think? anymore <laughs> no wait i'm sorry what one percent were we talking about <laughs> I can't. Well played, <laughs> sir. Well played. Well played. Well played. And on that, I fold. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out real quick to the ten dollars super chat. I am K Rose. You can still hold shards in your vault by masterworking exotic armor. The system can be circuit exactly. Like if you really want to be one of those golden vault people, like Ek and anybody else who did, you can still hold them in your exotics. Like yeah, it's three to one, but. That's that's again. If you get up to thirty, go put them in an exotic in your vault, and that's how you can do it. So there are there are ways to go far beyond even the their expected cap. But you know, for night, well, I loved when the stats were like ninety, not ninety or ninety five. It was ninety nine percent of the player base is getting a benefit from this. I was like, all right, I kind of see your point. <laughs> what is the benefit? The benefit is your capacity in your inventory goes from ten to thirty. So it's a higher sounds capacity. Great. Yeah, I was like, it sounds good to me, Teddy. <laughs> What's the drawback? Why are the one percent mad this time? So the one percent are mad because the total capacity went from forty down to thirty because each character could have ten in their postmaster on each character, and then you'd have ten in your actual inventory consumable slot. So it's technically now you carry thirty on your inventory total, none in your postmaster. Vault. Correct. Postmaster, okay. right. Yeah, I'm sorry. One percent, like <laughs> get, get wrecked, bro. Like, get wrecked, bro. This system sounds way better. And I, I know, I know, Teddy's messing around. Teddy doesn't care about materials. The only material he cares about is triumph, and uh, 
slamming yeah. mad vagina. That's okay. That's how he whoa. What? This is definitely taking a departure from a video games yeah. podcast yeah. concern. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was just like the insight slipped out into Teddy's life. Sorry, guys. He's, Teddy just, goes, <laughs> he's such a playboy. I just it's it's Teddy, Teddy the playboy, huh? Rips off of him, you know. Yeah. Once he What's starts up, talking Kevin? about different uh different inputs and different oh my uh, god stop cords, stop dude. no i'm talking about <laughs> no electronic stop. wiring i understand <laughs> yeah. it stop with the double entendre of multi-layered messy all right Bessie. on a different note from the articles we got this week patty are you excited about the warden's law <laughs> Uh, for my recollection is that's the worst hand cannon in the game back, back in the day. <laughs> I am not. All right, let me, break it, let me break it. Let me break it down. If you if you did, did you yeah. read the TWAB or no? I, I haven't. Well, I, I glanced over it, yeah. Okay. So they said So, like, how can we make this gun feel better to use? You are correct. It was one of the worst. Um, while maintaining its identity. So we felt the more important thing was to move away from the idea of it firing a spread, which is when multiple shots are fired at the same time, like a shotgun, and to allow it to fire a burst, which is when multiple shots are fired one after the other, with a single trigger pull. Think pulse rifles. They said the initial version was kind of like a legendary Crimson, but then they felt it was taking something away from Crimson. And Crimson apparently fires its rounds at like 900 RPM for the like the three bullets in the burst. So what they're doing is they're making it a 600 RPM two bullet burst two bullet burst it's gonna work and feel kind of like a 124 damage uh they say it's gonna be 25 to body 45 per crit slightly faster ttk of 0.93 but the range is gonna be a little closer than a 120 they say at about 35 so it's kind of flirting with a 120 but not quite the same but it's a two burst one after the other does that sound so, interesting at all as a i'm just gonna give my opinion as a pvp main thinker um the whole idea of a hand cannon is that you can peek shot behind things and deal a lot of damage and then go back to cover and then peek back out and deal your damage and so it's like the whole that's sort of the whole like reason that like they're potentially like the, the high impact ones are good yeah. like that right you can uh use cover to like dish out your damage and then you're safe so by the nature of having to like sit there and like it's the same problem with crimson where you have to like have multiple two, 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 shots like I to me that's not, that makes me not very excited about it I feel like that that's kind of defeats a lot of the purpose of a hand cannon in the first place but <laughs> well I don't know maybe I'll be proven wrong maybe I'll be meta we'll see are there any perks on it that you feel could be benefit like if I saw something like kinetic trimmers on it for PVE. Especially as hand cannons are about to get like a little bit of a PVE or a lot of a PVE buff. I think it's like 75% of majors or something. I yeah. forget the number. Um, that's the only thing for like a kinetic hand cannon I could think of to even make me consider it. Are there any perks for you that would, what would be your dream god roll on something like this of all the perks we've got out there right now? If you could put one together. Or PVE you're talking about? PVP or just for you. PVE, oh, for PVP. the only thing I think of is like kinetic well, I mean, trimmers, but... it Being a pseudo 120, like it needs some sort of like a damage boost to let it two tap, right? Like what, whatever. I don't know what, what, I guess it probably needs like kill clip or something of it. I don't know how much, well, you said it does a little bit more damage than a 120. I forget what, because if it does 45, it's 45 per crit. So I guess 90, you, yeah. right. If you combine them. So, I mean, probably something like rampage would, would do it. Um, 
I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't seem all that exciting to me. But yeah, probably some sort of a thing to to, to let it two tap, and then I don't know, just whatever else is good on hand cannons, like slide shot. This is this is also going to be after the rangefinder, sure, which yeah. I don't think we've still yeah. have much data or info about what's coming. But mm. like, presumably, rangefinder won't be desirable anymore. So yeah, <laughs> so, I mean that you know, then you probably want like a, I don't know, slide shot, opening shot, whatever. And also, I guess that's another thing, opening shot on a thing like that. Does it apply to both of the bullets or just like the first one? You know, yeah. another thing, I don't know. I'm, I just, I probably still have a bad taste from Warden's Law. So I'm, I'm yeah, you're like, I have thing. no hope in this thing right now. So they got a lot of work <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah, I have some, some proving to do in my mind. Yeah, it's just for me. It's, I got to see it once I get it in my hand. You know, it's one of those things. You just got to get, get it out there in the field, test it and see what it's about but you know i'm surprised you know new archetype and you know hand cannon i just like it hand cannons in general i finally getting some love though just in general that was kind of like the first weapon i actually fell in love in destiny one i gravitated towards hand cannons and then i feel like a d2 it slowly went away from that mm -hmm. outside of like us you know obviously we had you know a couple of moments here and there we had luda's howl and all that stuff we had you know um the pve had the rain of fate bringer we had our moments but I just don't feel like hand cannons ever reach peak hand cannon meta D1. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, like yeah. Bringer back in the day. I mean, that was literally my favorite PvE weapon by mm -hmm. Miles. And it's just, it, I, yeah, I agree. Nothing, I guess Midnight Q kind of had that back yeah. in year one. But yeah. since then, it's like not too often that you're using a hand cannon, which is yeah. kind of sad because the hand cannons are so fun too. It just, I don't know. Yeah, they feel, they feel. Fun in PvP because if you do get that like three tap on like three seventies or whatever, and all of a sudden bam, 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 I'm like, oh, I nailed the ball. It's like can't do it much better. It's like that felt good. Yeah. Then I take one into PvP, PVE, and I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Like you need to hit the gym. <laughs> you need to get better bullets yeah. in here. I don't know what is wrong with you, but you have lost it. Like hand cannons in PVE, I'm like they're. Well, I was surprised. Like I don't use it. Like malfeasance is one that like feels a little oh, better yeah, now. Blackwoods is right. Malfeasance right now with the catalyst is insane. yeah, it feels good with the me. catalyst. But I was yeah. like, but it's yeah. but it's the exotic. So you've already got the yeah. the forty percent. Then if it's gonna get the seventy five percent, that's coming up for majors. Like it's mm -hmm. gonna probably be one. You put yes. that on like lucky pants on a hunter. It's like okay, that mm -hmm. one gun. Sure. Yeah. Legendary hand that's cannons up. feel like crap. Right. Like crap. they feel it's... like crap in PVE, and it's like thank you. Yeah. It's been rough for a while, so that's when yeah. you're pulling out in PvP. You're like, oh, this is, yeah, this is good. Why does it not feel like this? What happened? Like, it's so mm -hmm. weird. Yeah, I feel like incans are one of the most, like, destiny-feeling weapons, too. Like, they're just, there's something special about them. It's really yeah. a bummer oh. that they don't feel too good in PvE. Yeah, awesome said like, Ace of Spades. Like, if yeah. I was going to use a hand cannon in PvP, it's Ace. Like, it still feels so good. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one of those rare ones that still feels perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, one of those they nailed. Um, Patty, I wanted to ask you about PvP as well. Um, you know, we get a gun here, stuff like that there. But what about, I know maps we all pray for, whether it's one or 12, just more, but mm -hmm. modes, if you were going to come up with one or two game modes, whether it's for iron banner or comp or control or clash, like wherever you put it, like couple modes, like what would you, what would you bring into destiny? I would like to see them try some like completely different things, like inspired by other games. Um, like, I, I, I've always been curious to try. I don't know if, if this would be good. It would just be interesting to try, like, a escort the payload type of thing, like Overwatch. You know, I don't know if you've ever Ooh. seen it. They have, like, oh, yeah. and they sort of have the infrastructure for it with the the little, like, boats that you, on, uh, yeah. what, what it's the raid. Um, but so wow. I, I feel like they kind of, yeah, on Vow, yeah. So they, I feel like they kind of have that. I don't, it might be terrible. I, I don't know if that would actually be fun. But it would be interesting to try it. Um, 
I don't know. I I feel like it's been so stale for so long, and I I'm not a big Rift fan. Like I've just I don't know. Even in D1, I just didn't love Rift. So um, I which is weird because I love Capture the Flag and other games, but something about Rift just always drove me crazy. You get um, Rift's name out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how somebody's like in objective mode in PvP. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? How dare they try new things? In yeah. PvP? No kidding. Right. The last thing that Destiny needs. Yeah. I don't know. This is, that's a good question. I, I've thought about it. I I don't feel like I have like a, a solid answer. I feel like they've tried a lot of things that didn't pan out so much. Like Countdown is like kind of, you know, Counter-Strike inspired, but it's like, I never, I mean, I've I've been playing CS for 20 years. And I just, I, I would be the person who would love it, right? Because it's like, I love CS yeah. and I love Destiny, but I just never really felt like that had it. I think there's a lot of issues with, with it in Destiny. See, but I feel like, I feel like games like that or modes like that, they would need to almost embrace Counter-Strike more. Like if you played mm-hmm. through it, you got a little money, you were buying weapons, you started with like junk. And I think that's why, yeah. I mean, Gambit as well. When I saw them, I thought it was like Watts when they traveled and it was like that one on-site Gambit tournament where they had just like a set basic loadout as opposed to all our broken crap that we have now. Yeah. Like it was actually, oh. that was fun to watch. And that's why I was like, what you said, we've joked about gun game like in cod where you'd cycle through like 20 exotics or something i was like, just gonna say yeah i think gun game would be really the, the problem is just that destiny is like so intrinsically locked to like your weapons and your loot and stuff that it's i don't it it gets tricky but yeah i mean i would actually i would love to see that or like a competitive mode that like has locked loadouts that's just yeah, actually yeah. like the you know everyone gets the same guns they can choose Ooh. from i think that would be really fun but it, it yeah. just feels so like i don't know but i don't think there's like enough of a hardcore pvp community that would embrace that i may maybe i'm wrong but it seems like people like their their guns so i mean as <laughs> like i don't know need to be a hardcore community for well it probably doesn't but i mean i don't know. do you think oh, do you think that people would be into that like i i was like honestly like yeah. we've had the I, same, I would love to try it we've had the same stuff for like seven years it can't hurt to try it i think that's yeah. the point and don't that's put my, it in crucible labs just, crucible labs yeah. nobody yeah. plays it's just this thing over there like it's a cute little you know beaker but yeah. like you know, in, in Halo, there's in Halo, there's a playlist that's relegated to just one icon on the playlist called Grab Bag, where they throw all the weird shit in yeah. there. Yeah, some of it is like community made stuff, and it's just like party game stuff. And yeah. you know, it's not the most competitive in the world, but it's certainly fun. And when you're tired of quick play or trials, it is great to be able to just go into a game mode where you smack each other around with gravity hammers or knock each other off of a cliff on top of a mongoose and i think destiny desperately needs something with that level of levity mm-hmm. um and we've you know i think on this show we must have pitched like 50 different oh, we, 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 there were a easily. couple episodes we were coming yeah. up a ton yeah. Yeah. and like and like 40 of them work to some degree and probably don't seem like they would be that hard to implement in the game since they you know aren't introducing anything terribly new uh to the sandbox so i just feel like if you're if you're stagnating as a pvp and you're starting to see the playlists shrink the easiest way you could fix that is just remix some of the content mm-hmm. you already have with some weird modes um and i also think user created content is something that destiny i was just gonna say out of touch about like, yeah battlefield what, portal or have you i don't know if you guys oh, have it, I, with it, but I feel like like ha- like they basically said okay here's like all of the things in battlefield you yeah. mix it together with your own rules and figure out like and I feel like something like that yeah. in Destiny could be so cool. Yeah, well, I think they like... need like a, a forge mode either yeah. for making yeah. new maps. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if if 
Bungie doesn't want to make new maps. The least they could do is outsource it to fans that will do that work for free. And 100%. I feel like the same can be said of game modes where, you know, instead of maybe choosing a movie of the week, which feels like a 2003 move, maybe make it, you know, the the user created content of the week where mm -hmm. you highlight a game mode or a map or something cool that somebody's working yes. on. But for that to happen, you have to kind of hand some of those keys over to the players and let them mix around with it. And um, for a live service game, destiny feels we weirdly behind the curve on that with yeah. when it comes mm -hmm. to user created content. So I think that's like something that if they're not already talking about, it's only a matter of time. Like that's the path forward. I think. Yeah. Well, that's like, Private matches always felt like a quarter of a step to what they should be because private matches should have been custom games. Set what weapons you want in there. Set, you know, go through and have all the settings. Like, they've had how many years to take private matches and give you more custom games? And then if you do that, you know, and you could have a matchmaking into whatever, as you said, like the party mode or something. And if somebody makes one, maybe you go into a custom game and it kind of pops up a quick thing about like what the variations are. It's like supers are up in one second or supers take like five minutes, but headshot kills get you. I mean, you can tweak so much random stuff. Yeah. If they let you like just turn some of the dials and flick some of the switches off and on, like turn off some of the, turn off all the exotics for a change and just like see what happens there. It's like, just mess with stuff like that. The custom game modes, even like the maps, you could be like, all right, how do we make this junction fun? Somebody figure it out. Like maybe you do. I don't know. So I yeah I agree when it's like the whole user created content custom games should is in so many PVP things I feel like it's just begging to be made here so I agree on that completely. Yeah. Uh, real quick to TP Hayden seventy eight with the twenty dollars super chat. Love you all. Love seeing Voltron back together again. There you go. Uh, Thank you. The whole podcast crew is here. Plus guest. He's I'm the a leg. I'm one of the legs. <laughs> poor poor everybody. <laughs> Um, I would love to see gun game with just exotics. Yeah, I was like, I think that writes That'd itself. Uh, and yeah, I can see it doubles as a preview. Well, they yeah. said, the, like, it doubles as a preview of exotic guns for free-to-play players. I'm like, dude is marketing it for you here. He even just gave you a reason to put it in the game. Yeah. You're like, what's this cool gun? How do I get it? Go look it up. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, juggernaut. I've always said we should have Juggernaut, or somebody mm -hmm. just has their super infinitely, roaming super forever, and the rest of the team has the kill yeah. that guy to become the juggernaut and you only oh. get points if you get kills as the juggernaut have you seen an yeah. overwatch um there's a like custom modes where there's like a giant like somber or whatever versus or like 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 a, a hanzo or something versus like you know 20 small hanzos or something so <laughs> that's cool <laughs> that would be pretty idea. funny to try you know but crazy like, giant sledgehammer yeah, titan marching yeah like versus and... like 20 little hunters or something yeah. that would be pretty <laughs> funny <laughs> to try <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, I, I like bows and arrows at this like giant titan. Yeah, there's there's a problem in in some games. I feel like some companies are better breaking away from it than others, but like a lot of the like silliness in games has gotten taken away because some franchises have been really good about being silly, even when they're serious games. Like, I know I keep bringing up Halo because it, it's just like on my mind in terms of you know live service multiplayer games, but like. That, that is a very serious franchise that takes itself seriously and its its uh, story seriously. And then in multiplayer, they just do the most outrageous shit that is like crazy and weird. And I feel like the farther we get away from that, the less fun we're going to have as a mm -hmm. as a community. And I really want to see Destiny embrace some of its silliness because oh, yeah. it 
it does in a lot of areas. Like it very clearly is not afraid of like the ridiculous emotes. I mean, baking cookies the with Eva Levante. I mean, come the on. Cookies yeah. thing. Like a lot of it has been very silly for a long period of time. And then paradoxically, they seem really stringent about certain areas of the game and don't want to hand over uh, too much to the players or, or just be weird. But don't do, God, like, but don't do weird. God of War armor sets though. Don't do that. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, <laughs> that's not the Lord's work. He walked into that himself. <laughs> My problem is with the God of War armor suit is that they're charging you for their cheap cross promotional fun in a game that badly needs content in a number of areas. I'm I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing guys. all that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to argue this again. I just give you a hard time. You, you whores. Oh, wow. You can bungee geishas. Go out there, he, you trollops. He go with, like, bungee shill or anything. He goes with geisha. He has to be all fancy about his insults. <laughs> <laughs> That's Travis for you. There you go. Oh. Um, but, yeah, there wasn't too much else. Like, it seems like this is kind of the preamble of the information that's going to be coming and again it's going to yeah. be like any preseasonal stuff we're going to get sandbox we're going to get an ability pass we're going to get you know maybe some currency mods whatever that kind of stuff aspects maybe fragments who knows for strand we'll probably get a couple of those mm-hmm. that's what we're going to see over the next few weeks and then i really hate being a content creator on these showcase days now because they give you one hour to both digest make the content try and make a video and then jump into the new season and then do that as well i'm like why why so much cross is like the only one who has a team who can like live react to it post that video then start playing the season and then put out the guide about the season i'm like it's not fair it is going to be a very very busy oh i just wanted to list this off for you guys by the way mortals of abium August 22nd. Destiny Season 22, August 22nd. Armored Core 6, which is looking sick, by the way, August 25th. Sea of Stars, that's a one soft spot in my heart, but looks fantastic as well. August 29th. Early Access for Starfield, September 1st. And now the raid is going to be on September 1st. So it's kind of our final topic outside of that insane run of games, much less anything else that comes out in that time. How many of you guys are going to be playing Starfield and how many of you guys are going to be running the raid? The old raid. Yeah, it's a repri- the it is a reprised it's raid. A, it's an old raid versus Starfield. Yeah, I'm good. I think I'm going to be playing anything else that day. Sorry. You're not going to be trying to do no. contest mode and then challenge mode with the contest mode and the triumphs? I have to wash my hair that day, actually, <laughs> as I understand it. So I'm good. Depends on which raid it is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> There's yeah. only one raid to get Cod to come outside. There's only one left that's getting me to come outside. If so not, if it's anything else, I will be doing my Starfield early access. So if it I is not care. Wrath, if it is exactly. Wrath, if it's Wrath, Ooh, what are you problem. doing? I got a problem. I got a okay. Problem. I love Wrath way too much. I, I will do Wrath day one. I want to see the killer Zamboni. I need Siva. Wrath, you do that? I'm outside. But if it's anything other than that, if they give me Leviathan Apartment 2B, they give me Crota. What if they gave you the Super Leviathan? What if no. they did that? No. I see, really? see you're after. telling me, Cog, that you're going to be playing Wrath of the yes. Goddamn Machines oh, on the day that Starfield oh. comes out. 
That's uh, the life choice you want to he, make. No, no, wait, hold on. I, don't, I don't know if he's doing that. Correct. I think that is unless, a lie. Unless, I don't, I don't even think you like, believe that. I don't even think like, you believe that. No, unless no, he has two weeks early access and he's reviewing it behind the scenes, listen. then he would probably be able to make that one day Stop sacrifice. Stop snitching. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, see how you're playing this for, game. For normal people, this comes out on er, this is an early access for Starfield, which means you've got all from September first to early access for multiple days. You can sacrifice well, not you guys, but I can sacrifice one day to play one of my favorite raids of all time. Like Wrath is the most fun I've had in a raid. This is even some of my beloved ones, or even over um Vault and all this other stuff. So no, I gotta say it. I would love to see it, but in my heart, I'm starting to feel like man, they ain't gonna do it. <laughs> like I'm gonna feel like they they know that it's such a beloved raid, and I feel like they know. Hey, this is our rainy day. They're gonna save that for when the player base is even lower. This is a rainy six. day, Cog. When is. is the rainy right. day? This you're is right. Now that you're right. Now you're right. <laughs> so there's a chance it could come, right? Because things are looking spooky. I right just now. don't, Cog. That's crazy that to me. I love that raid, bro. I know Yo, that you love man. the raid, but you can play it importantly right now if you want. Just the one. Still a lot around. You can go and play it, and who. Like who is gonna choose that over the new frontier of a of an of an exciting Absolutely. new game like a Bethesda game? Why would you play? Why would you do that? This would you do. September first, he's gonna around. get a chance to review at, the game for at, defining Duke with Maddie. This Hog has <laughs> never reviewed a game in his life. I will never. Look, come on. Listen, as we all know, with these uh, early access, there's usually a midnight thing that generally happens, right? So I will have time to play. Blaze Starfield, New Frontier, create my You're going to blaze this like 5,000 hour blaze. RPG. <laughs> did, did. Okay, here's, here's it is, y'all. One o'clock. This is the day Bungie said, all right, guys, get in there, kill ourselves for a few hours. All right, it was done. We didn't make it. <laughs> all right, cool. Let's get back to Starfield. See you later. It's one day. It early, and it's early access. It's only a few of us that's going to be paying this money to, to pay it early and stuff like that. But, but uh, Gary in chat's like, I would love to see Cog do reviews. And it's like, I want, to, so, I want to hear your reviews like and we are live, live. with the review of starfield so. <laughs> <laughs> i love wrath man i do that would be the only one that would bring me anything else nah starfield it is i was like that that it's interesting now this is the other question but to your yeah. i was gonna ask previous reprise like king's fall and vault you guys gonna like tell me if i'm crazy was it three days or was it 10 days because this is a 10 day Ooh. window yeah. I don't, I honestly can't remember, but I thought the reprises were three, if I remember right, but I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't remember. Right. Mm. Okay, so this. here's the question. As they haven't said that there isn't going to be a light increase, they said about 21, mm -hmm. but they didn't really say. Do you think the 10 day window could be anything like, you're gonna get, you can, there's going to be a little leveling this season? They were three before. Okay. So, do you think with a 10-day window, there's any type of leveling involved in this new upcoming season? Seem to be going away from it. I don't know what you think, Patty. Yeah, I, I, they seem to be going away from it. I hope they are. I'm so tired of leveling. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I probably, if anything, you think, what, maybe like 10 levels? Like, I and mean, probably, like, again? And, and, then, and then we probably have the same situation, right, with the contest mode where it wouldn't even matter. So, yeah. I mean, it, like, I don't see them doing, like, a, a giant... Like an like expansion level mid, 200 yeah, mid, pop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. 
I could be wrong, but I hope no, not. they hadn't mentioned it. The 10 day window, just maybe it's just the way the story I, beats play out. They wanted like the first yeah. week for you to focus on the season, second week do the raid. But yeah. the fact Even that they like didn't the have dungeon, a level season, like, like that means I don't know. I, I feel like I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of hoping they'll move away from it, I guess. Well, and like the dungeons even drop on like day three of the season and this and the even previous raids were three days. So it's just, it was weird. It was 10 days. And I honestly, do you guys think it has any tie into like, Please don't leave us for Starfield. Like, do you think they would even try and get some I mean, of their player base? Trav, to like... I've got a point though. Is it is desperate times? He does a point. I mean, it de- it, it depends. I, but I think what me and you talked about is from a development standpoint, Wrath is difficult because what is yeah, it? It's the hard to bring it splices are not even in the game. Yeah. Right. Then outbreak. Perfected. Prime was part of the ex- was the exotic for the raid, which exists yeah. as perfected. Yeah. As a quest, so that mess. It, it's more development time to make out to make Wrath of the Machine. So my hope is, I went out by default. It's not next. They need more time to do all this yeah. other stuff. So they save it for an even more rainier day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's thrown out, I'm like, oh, that's a dungeon. I get to that when I get to that, and I come. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I ain't worried about it. But if it's it's if they did all the dev time for Wrath and they give it the nice coat of paint and. I need to. I need to see that killer Zamboni. I need to kill Meeksis. What's the dude? Then you put the parts in the thing. And the, Look, I, Cog, to... I I love that game, that uh, encounter on that raid too. But this is not something that is going to save Destiny in any way. Oh no, no not at all. Way. Not it's at all. Not, not even. All. I don't even think it's a drop in the bucket to be honest. Especially on the day that they're dropping it, I feel like it's almost going to obfuscate or you know lower any. Uh, participation that would would have happened for that event so mm. i think the the timing is a mistake now the question is 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 bungie banking on well we don't think the overlap of starfield players and destiny players is all that important i think your twitch bungie probably race, i think bungie does not believe that i think that bungie thinks that the starfield and destiny player base has an incredible overlap which i would agree with but consider their parent company, their parent company Ooh. that does not have that game coming out Correct. on their platform of choice. Correct. Right. And so I think the way that they're looking at it as, you know, this is a way to give our player base who don't have Starfield on our parent company's something platform to something to do on that day. Good and I think me. that is a totally fair move. I do not think it's a good move for Destiny, but I think it's probably a, a good idea for PlayStation to think about what, how they're going to deal with that day. Cause that's going to be a dark day in Sony history. I assume. Shout out to four things. I yeah, did not, constellation constellation not play yeah, it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's fair. Like whether you do the game pass upgrade for the $35 or you do the hundred dollar mm-hmm. edition, people are paying to get that thing early. Oh, for sure. that's the raid's going to be sitting there. It's like, yeah, it's an, it's a contest raid and I'm probably not going to win anyway. We'll get to that. Like, I mean, that's like, but that's, that's the whole thing. It's like contest is cool and I do enjoy the contest experience depending on how it's balanced. And that's mm-hmm. the annoying thing for me about reprised rates. The contest mode for uh, Root, granted that was probably easier than a lot of people thought it should have been, but even the contest mm-hmm. mode for Avow, we were this close on the final boss, but it felt balanced. But I yeah. knew if we beat him, we would be done. The thing about right. the reprised rates that does bug me though, you got to go through, beat it once, then you got to turn around and do challenge mode, which is harder. Then you got to do all the special triumphs. Oh, no, I ain't doing all that. No, no, no. Like, well, I'm beating it once and I'm back. Well, to that's stuff. kind of the thing. Like, <laughs> then, then I was like, that. and at that point, I'm like, do I care? Like, contest isn't available later. Fine. But I'm like, I just want to experience the raid at a later date. Like, you're going to steamroll it in 48 yeah. hours. Like, 
Can we make a bet? Can I make a bet here? Because I I like craps because you can make money by too. Thank you. Yeah. Because you can make money by not believing in people. So I would like. You can bet against the table. I I would like to do that now. I'm going to bet against Cog. I will bet 24 hours after the raid becomes available, Cog will not have beaten it. That's my bet. Well, that's a strong bet that it could happen with contest mode because I don't think it's. I think it's only one. I don't think I've beaten the contest mode raid. I don't know. I think. Are you gonna I don't make think... this bet if it's if it's not wrath though? Because he may not even touch it if it's not wrath. Yeah, okay, not if wrath it's anymore. wrath, I still think he won't do it. I'll even go further. I'll say Cog won't beat that first. He won't get his first, first encounter drop. The first encounter. Ooh, the first okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, let's do I'll it. What do we bet? What's this gentleman what's bet? That? What's the gentleman? What's, what's the we'll one do... they do on IGN like podcasts, like a pizza bet or a? Uh-oh. They do in and out bets. Keep it rhyming. Do you like in and out cog? I don't I don't know. It's not for everyone. It. Shake Shack's better it. than in and out. So yeah. I'll, I'll have that or a fat burger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Either, let's do that. A gen- a gentleman's dinner. I'll I'll buy you 18 margaritas or whatever it was last time. Uh, First encounter. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. I would take a margarita instead of this. Extra salt for this guy. He likes extra salt in his margarita last night. Actually, my wife and I went out for our birthday dinner to where we usually go. But I was like, I normally get a... Didn't, didn't realize you were doing so well. He didn't know this was a show about how good E is doing in his life. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> but we usually do for celebrations. We go like That's... once or twice a year. God. Um, no, but I had a margarita. Hearts every night. That's just how E rolls, you know? I... <laughs> every night. <laughs> yeah, from the guy who really doesn't drink that much. Um, no, I was just saying for Kago, I was going to say, I had a margarita that had hibiscus vanilla salt. Interesting. Wow. It, was, it was a very fancy margarita. It was actually very yeah, smooth. Like the margarita bougie. was really smooth to drink. I could have had like four Ooh. of them, and I would have been pretty fuzzy. But you know, they they're very easy to drink. But yeah, it was a hibiscus vanilla salt. Hold Hard to make a comment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my normal drinks a lemon drop. You can make fun of me all you want. I will have my first date with my wife. I had a pomegranate margarita, so I am comfortable drinking whatever the hell I want. I don't have to have like. <laughs> Be a mint, drink whiskey, could care less. <laughs> yeah, it's on. That is on. I like that. I'm gonna tear that cable guy up in that first encounter. I ain't worried about that at all. That's easy. That's their first try. Oh, this is easy. But what are we gonna have you do? We gonna have you um Yeah, what's he gonna do? Well, what you gonna do? What you gonna do, Chad? What you yeah, gonna what's, do? For what's me? the losing option? What am I gonna have you do for me? What's that? you oh, what, what oh no, lose? I got it, I got it. You can make doing? you can make him grind comp to max score. Oh, that's evil, though. I could do that. I could not just, that's not even. I, 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 as I understood it, one of us was going to buy the other person a dinner. That's oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, you there, there, there. you're right. You're right. I was, I was being extra. I was being extra. I was being extra. I got too excited. You're going to buy him a yeah. fancy San Francisco Look, I, dinner. I still don't believe in Cog, but I, I don't not believe in him enough to endanger myself. Like me getting, <laughs> like, no, that. Fair enough. Gentlemen's did a bet. Patty, are you are you excited for season twenty two? Like at all? See if my voice can get any higher. Please. I get it. It depends. It depends on that that showcase. I think right. Like give, if they give us something to be excited about. Yeah. True. I don't know. True. I I I will say if it's uh if it is Crota, I would like to use Necrochasm again. Like if, if that's because I, I was like yeah, kind of miss using that. That would, that would be, be the fun. logical. That would be the logical exotic actually for Crota. Yeah. That makes sense too. And that I think. I think no, no bet's going to happen. It's probably going to be Crota. And what, what gun did you say? Necrochasm. The Crota, the auto rifle. The... That's illegal in most states. 
<laughs> no, but I was thinking like Leviathan, you've got um Acreus. Yeah. Yeah. And then Scourge. What was Scourge's exotic? Did it have one? Uh yeah, Scourge was uh, anarchy, anarchy, right? Oh, Anarchy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that one's already hanging out there too. Like Crota's mm-hmm. literally the only thing that has an Crota exotic that they don't have to create. Crota makes sense. Yep, yep. Yeah, Crota makes sense. Oversolidic pulse. Yeah, I was like, I can see them having some one. fun with some. If I they do some like cool some raid perks but, yeah. too from like Crota weapons, yeah. like you got good weapons, good raid perks, give me mm-hmm. a fun origin trade in there. It'll be a fun mm-hmm. one to go through if yeah. they can. Maybe. Now I'll be curious if it's like copy paste or remix. I think they give remix. us a legendary black hammer like back in oh, the Destiny that would be crazy. That black hammer because but it can't be like, yeah, come back. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> Got to throw oh, some love yeah. to the pod that turned me on to ILP. Shout out to Isler and Lord's podcast. They are killing it lately. And the BitCast both on Sundays, Defining Duke 2. Oh, and of wow. course, one of my favorite D2 creators, Patty Cakes. Perfect lineup today. Oh. Gary, Gary DeBrown with like all the love today. Thank Shout out to all the cast. BitCast. That's love. Salute, Gary. God, he watches me in two shows. That's, That's I, a lot I of travel. That is a lot of travel. I don't even do that. <laughs> That's exhausting. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of Travis. That's that's only that's all you're nearing his wife's level or fiance, I should say. Mm-hmm. No, she she doesn't talk to me. She's lucky, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, you do put out more reviews than anyone ever in the like history of IGN for like you. <laughs> you put out reviews. You don't put out. You just oh, put out reviews. You. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you said you don't talk to your wife, so obviously you don't put out, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's... I think I was Cog and Teddy every once in a while. You know, we... Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Patty, how you doing, bud? <laughs> yeah. Um, I know this is kind of falling off the rails. I don't have a whole lot else at this point, because I think we've kind of touched on everything. Patty, uh, what is, uh, give me one or two dream reveals from the showcase. Whatever they are, let's just see if, you, see if they hold up. So this is in history. Like how, how realistic are these things? Doesn't, like, have, doesn't have to be real. Could be totally real. It's up to you. Oh, well, I mean, uh, dedicated servers for PvP with like, <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say, Travis? What'd you say, Travis? I didn't hear. I missed with Travis. It was too stuff. fast. And yeah, it wasn't. Too fast. <laughs> Pie in the sky, stack those patty cakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stack 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 those patty cakes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Number one request dedicated servers, PvP, connection based matchmaking. But (laughs) do you have one that might actually happen in the next 17 (laughs) years? (laughs) Um, the final shape. I mean, yeah, I, I guess like the like the the real one, like we talked about, would be like a D three announcement. Like, I I mean, I think okay. that's pretty unrealistic to be honest. But I mean, that would get me very excited. I would, so. I would be I would be surprised if there yeah. was some, I maybe mean, not a D three, but some rebranding of yeah. Destiny, rebranding really, Destiny Universe, yeah. whatever. Like, you want to like call I it. said, I, that's really what I'm looking yeah. for. It's just like what what's the next two yeah. or three years looking yeah. like for this game? Is it worth? Mm-hmm. You know, continuing as a creator to invest in it, or you know, I got to kind of diversify more. <laughs> so. Quite a quite a comment there, Travis, and uh, from Gary. yeah, I'm reading that, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my prediction, or what I I guess it's not a prediction, but what I'd like to see is I want to see, um, I want them to fully open the kimono on what the new seasonal model is going to be in the future. And uh, always I, with the innuendo, love it. Yeah, I the predict, 
Hey, that's a common saying. I didn't even come up with that. I just, you know, that's that's just businessmen circles. Yeah, but open, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, like what massage parlors are you going to where they're opening the kimonos, buddy? Open it up the kimonos. Term, <laughs> y'all. Just because oh. you guys jobs, get over it. All right, so um, um, no, um, my 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 hope is that they will uh, explain the seasonal model and. Uh, I already forgot the other thing. Oh, I want them to fully show the new um, faction that it's you said fully show nudes for a second there. <laughs> Look at Ida. <laughs> Look at Ida went left. <laughs> like what's on here? I was Ida the most. Right. All right. Um, I just hold back. I want to... I've just been holding it back for 259 episodes. That's all. So it's fine. You got, you got blue balls. Is that what you're <laughs> you have no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Um, innuendo. Yeah. Poor, my innuendo. Like what the hell? I want and he's like, we were good for like most of the show. And then they just like went off. Yeah. Last word after dark. Continue. I want them to show the new faction. And okay. I, that's like, my, first of all, there's, there's a lot of trepidation with this prediction because one, I have to be right that there's a new faction, which I personally think I'm right, but you know, whatever. I always think I'm right. And, uh, otherwise I wouldn't think it right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and two, I want them to like show it and go into detail of like, Hey, there's this guy, there's this guy, there's this guy and kind of unveil who we're going to be fighting in the final shape. That is my hope. And obviously I have more serious hopes about like the future of destiny and them telling us what's down the road and what the game is going to look like in the future. All of that. Awesome. But I'm just going to, I'm going to taper my expectations and, uh, and talk about final shape predictions, which are a new faction. That's what I want them to talk about. Uh, give me your maybe realistic or pie in the sky, whatever you're going, whatever you're feeling. Why is it simple? Cade six. It's time. We need to know. We need to talk. We need to know how the permanent the role is because it definitely seems like he's going to be here for a while. Um, I think that's going to be huge. Yep, it's going to be huge. And if they somehow pull it off, they're going to get people emotionally invested with Nathan Finley. And this man literally carried Destiny story for a long time during the bad days. They're in a we we just you know he had those good one liners and his, he would interrupt and be foolish and that would make the narrative. That Get was just off my map. Exactly, that was Destiny was <laughs> narrative. We waited for what Cade was going to do. So him being a huge part, getting up at the speed, you know the whole what has happened, you know with his essence and so on and so forth and goes. They got to explain that the paracausal stuff. Um, so the lore thing for me, just. I want to see that old Vidoc energy. Just, just get out there, have the faces that we we know and love. You know, explain truly what's happening. What they're generally good about is some some type of partnership or reveal that expands destiny in some way in conjunction with this. And they're usually good about some new feature that we like. Oh, that's well, actually here, here's one cool. I bet I could get you on board, board on board for the next um, with Final Shape. Mm -hmm. This is for you, by the way. All right, they're going to do a PlayStation crossover. And it's Final Fantasy VII. Listen, that's <laughs> disgust, Travis. You just disgusted him right now. But I would definitely be like, hey, you want to throw silence, the brand. <laughs> the brand. That, one, that one's for you. That one's for yeah. you. No, but look, just you, you got to get us excited, excited, you know, and all the major players. I, I need my Avengers Endgame moments. You know what I mean? I need all the major players, the stakes being high, actually advancing the story, and then showing Destiny the future of the game and, and making sure that it's going in a, in a direction that people are actually excited for. And you got to prove that, yo, 
Marathon's here, we know, but we ain't forget you. Like, this is, you are our core guys. Like, this is what we've been doing. I know you've been patient. And, you know, it'd be great to see Luke. You know, I haven't seen Luke Smith in a while. I say, hey, Luke, hey, how you doing? Hey. He's so, <laughs> he's so yeah. multiple, Mark, multiple layers. Mark no, hey, Mark knows where the, hey, we, usually the big reveals, they come out. And they they'll, yeah. they they might talk about that partnership, or whatever. Hey, we are on this platform, and we're doing this, or this this cool new feature. Every time it's been like crossplay, it's been it's been something. And I think, and maybe part of it is, is also the realization of um, what was it? The uh, what was it was a failed guided games at one point, but oh. the actual playing yeah, of season, people together to yeah, merge this whack, LFG. Yeah. whack yeah. commendation system that you ain't okay. really fully. Please, let's get to the vision of playing together and getting this base up. So they got some things they can do. I think they, I think they'll do a decent job. You know, getting the hype up. It's just a matter of uh, does the base feel like okay? This this is a substantial media update, and and they're ready to go. Uh, mine would be the yes. other direction since you guys have already said all good ones. Mm. Mine would be the other direction of everything that's in the Destiny content vault right now. We have finished polishing. And it's back in the game. You got the Red War campaign, and you got Forsaken, oh, wow. and you're oh, back. Wow. I'll call Maddie up immediately for that one. Yeah. What? Okay. Okay. That's what's up. That was nice. that's the that's the pie in the sky dream. It's like whether it's mm-hmm. coming or we got like, you know, this campaign will be here, or whatever. But it's like they're emptying the content vault back into Destiny Two. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, a lot of people would love to, to you know play the stories. We'll see. That'll be hot. That'll be hot. Like, again, that's like beyond Patty's stack of pie in the sky. So, so yes. say they might be more likely to have Destiny 3. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was yeah, like, you're yeah, probably yeah. Right, you're right. But yeah. You're right. Yeah. Destiny 3, I don't think it's that mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, no. I, I think it's that they they say, hey, the next chapter of Destiny is called just Destiny rather than Destiny yeah. 3 or, or mm-hmm. some subtitle or whatever. But uh, I don't think it's that crazy of a of a guess yeah there's got to be something they're gonna have to say something about what's happening next year because this yeah. is their this is their showcase before they presumably have an ad advertising yeah because this thing. is the showcase then final shape if they're on their very set cadence is going to be february and the yeah. final shape will have guess, seasons but somewhere like it'll it'll be early next year and by that point in time they're already going to have the marketing train starting for whatever happens after assuming they're not skipping a year which all indications show that they're not yeah uh which which means that you know they're going to have to show something <laughs> they have to tell us something about what's yeah. going on with Dustin after the final shape because yeah. by the time the final shape's out we're already going to be talking seasons yep post final yes. shape facts right. So what are people buying when they buy a year of Final Shape? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that question has to be answered. Yep. And I Absolutely. think they will answer it. I know for a fact they will because they mm-hmm. told me that they're going to. Yeah. With that confidence, it is a great place to end the show. Patty, it has been amazing mm-hmm. to have you. I know we kept a little over two, but um, thank you for spending the Thursday evening with us. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, the floor is yours and tell people where to find you, where to buy your mouse pads, where to do all the yeah. things related to Patty Kinks. Support this man. You're up. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It was fun. Once again, awesome to chat with you guys. Hopefully, you, are you guys you're all going to be at GCX 
next week, right? Get to we don't have our tie on this time. Yeah. Right. Well, I went last year and it was an unparalleled nightmare. <laughs> not going again. <laughs> have fun though. Have fun. I will. I will. I will see photos and be sad that I'm not uh, photo bombing them in the back. Travis, Travis is going to eat your face right here. Travis is going to be a solo podcast next week. He will exactly. be the only one, and uh, <laughs> there is no way I would leave that news, man alone. to him. <laughs> I would. I would never. I don't know if I would let Travis. Alone. No, we'll I know talk. he's a very professional man, but leaving him alone with my channel would also be very scary. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. sorry. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll back to our guest. My apologies. So, yeah, uh, on uh, probably easiest place to follow me: YouTube, uh, Patty Cakes Gaming is my main thing. If you're on Twitter, Patty Cakes GG. And you mentioned our mouse pads. I have some mouse pads I created for this new company called Ember Edge, and it's just emberedge.com. So. They're awesome. People seem to love them. So I like them. I've been using them ever since we made them. So I, I would <laughs> hope so. Yeah. <laughs> that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fantastic. So. No doubt. No doubt. Travis, what do you got cooking or is it all embargoed? Um, I think most of it's embargoed, but I'm doing two reviews this week and uh, I've got some other stuff going on. And then you can also see uh, me on a show uh, last Saturday, I did a show called Lawyers and Dragons. Oh, you did uh, that with which, which uh was um it was good. It was good. It's a DD uh show. Um I was a guest character uh named uh, Captain Leox Fraud. Uh I was a grifter and uh a panjandrum of sorts. And uh, it was uh, it was it was a good time. So you can so, see me so doing like that. when the, when the dragon goes to cast like fireball level twenty, does the lawyer respond with like I object level seventy or something? Like is it? How, I think how would... I think the I think the joke is that every player is a uh, lawyer, and therefore a lot of the um, stuff that happens in the game is really pedantic people having a lot of follow up legal questions about the stuff that happens in a fantasy world of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, that said, the group plays like a bunch of murder hobo reprobates, and so uh, it is <laughs> a word and a half right there. Very, uh, very uh, chaotic energy, and um, I was anticipating that my grifter character would really throw a a screw in their uh, machinations, but it it actually ended up playing to their hands perfectly because they're all just agents of chaos. And I was like, man, these are my people. Let's <laughs> let's go. Uh, you guys are all psychopaths. So it was nice. Good time. So you can watch me that over on Hoglaw's YouTube channel. And then I'm on BitCast every Sunday. And uh, yeah, just, you know, type Travis Northup uh, IGN and you'll see all the stuff I'm working on. And I've, I've done a whole bunch of content this past month and I've got some good stuff going. Gary Brown says Travis, uh, Gary DeBrown says Travis has got some acting skills. I saw it. Yes, I do characters. So I, I did an act and stuff. It was, nice. a time. it was a good time. Nice, nice. Dog? Yeah. Any yeah. snazziness coming up for your 17 podcasts? <laughs> I know, right? That was just a shout out to Patty Cakes for coming through. Always good to talk to him, get those uh, those takes. Good to see our <laughs> PvP brethren, you know, thriving and doing anything. I like your uh, kind of like the death by a thousand cuts. Uh, oh, death. thank you. Excellent stuff, brother. Excellent stuff. So always try to sneak in when, you, when a video comes up of yours on my timeline. So salute to you. Thank um, you. Appreciate yeah. it. Anytime brother. for me, um, yeah, ILP this Sunday. We just try to figure things out as far as guest wise. We have our uh, web Dave on just catching up. We also, um, may be doing spawn on me with Khalif. Um, oh, nice, some planned. Uh, shout out. I think he's now part of um, fire team chat now with um, yes, what you call not fire team, excuss me, podcast unlocked. Yes, <laughs> with, um, what you call it with, right. with Ryan. 
And then, um, yeah, Defining Duke, we just recorded. Go check that out. Me and Maddie talking about what's been going on with the latest Starfield information. And, um, yeah, getting prepped to, to see you uh, next week. It's that it's Bye. it's coming around, right? Good yeah. to see your face. Fun. And uh, a couple other people that I know will be there. Obviously, we will miss Trav. We'll miss our little Scion. The, the two Cabal meat boxes will be alone. But we miss our Scion. They we'll will try. be alone. Ooh, maybe it was on tape. <laughs> but um, I got to get the margaritas, bro. We got to get the margaritas. I got to get the, 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 you know, get fat from strength picture. Oh, yeah. that we Everybody picks just like whatever restaurant they can find a table on that first day at dinner is just like, as everybody's just like trickling in from planes, that whole restaurant row is just like scattered with everybody. It's kind of hilarious. So yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. And, and that, that knows how to record. We'll see. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, G Flawless will never let me hear the end of that story of that I butchered. Shout out to Sarko. Shout out to oh, who else was there? Back was there. And, uh, oh, uh, Seth was there that yeah. time. Are you too. talking about the lost episode of the yeah. show? Yeah. I'll be honest. I sometimes I think of that. Like I'll be in like in the shower and that'll just come into my head. And I, I don't to, like, want to know where the sentence is going. <laughs> wait, wait. I have to scream it out of my brain. Like I have to like because it's like one of those moments that like fills me with such a vile cringe. I'm just like, ah, oh! <laughs> like I don't want to think of it. It's like <laughs> the camera turned <laughs> off and then we had to reset. Oh my and then... god, dude, oh, that was dude, so bad. Oh. And remember, we had to talk about the same topics three times. Oh, yeah. We had to restart the there segment that, and be like, that... all right, we'll just we'll just recreate what we just did because we didn't get yeah, any there's, of that. there's like, no that, that that never even if i could have found the pieces which i never could even find the beginning piece mm-hmm. even if i could do that like what yeah it would be just bad conversation so yeah i was like yeah, for me oh go ahead no that was it i uh, just looking forward to um a couple of faces i haven't seen in uh at gcx that i know will be pulling up and obviously patty's gonna be there so i gotta yeah. get, get a handshake and a hug from the homie and uh yeah some other faces but what you got e? uh yeah um kind of enjoying this little bit of time before the end of August is going to try and kill me possibly mm-hmm. with everything that it's going to bring. Uh, so right now just enjoying remnant, probably going to get a hundred up to a hundred hours. I'm sure since I'm loving the hell out of that game, looking for you all for 100 completionist. You trying to complete that, man. Game? I want to get all the subclasses, but then it's like for every relic and everything else, there's so many more little things to get. So it just kind of, I don't know if I'm going to do like an apocalypse playthrough or anything. So I was like, I don't think yeah. I'm probably going to so go that far. Somebody at IGN now has every gun in the game, every weapon oh. actually, including okay. melee weapons. And that took him like hundreds of hours. And it's, it, that's all he focused on. Literally. He spent every penny he has on getting just the weapons. So none of his stuff is upgraded. Oh, and like, he just literally just went full on trying to get every weapon so he could put a screenshot on our wiki. Shout out to the IGN wiki, by the way. The Remnant 2 Wiki team is doing everything they can to document all the different pads in that game and different side quests and stuff you can get. And in a game like this where everything's procedurally generated, that is super hard oh, yeah. to, to document all of it. And so shout out to the team. If you do uh, end up getting into Remnant and have questions, uh, you should check out our Wiki for the game because uh, they're doing God's work. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like if I make guides, it's going to be like, oh, here's how to beat a boss or something, like making a full area walkthrough. Like, here's everything in Lonesome. That video would be like four hours long and even then probably not cover it all. So it's no game's crazy. Have fun with it. And uh, a little destiny here and then um, scattered in between. But uh, yeah, looking forward to GCX, looking forward to seeing a lot of faces again and hanging out out there. And I was even wondering, I'm like, do I need to bring a swimsuit? Maybe, but I don't even know if I'll have much use for it for a while in there. So <laughs> probably just a lot of hanging out and having fun. So looking yeah, forward to yeah. it again, which means show's going to be off next week. We will be in Florida. Most of us will Travis will be reviewing 17 games at the same time <laughs> with four eyeballs and 
mm-hmm. all that stuff. He's pulling a Doctor Strange, and uh, for the rest of us, we will be in uh, Florida cooking. Hopefully, mm-hmm. not too bad though, since it's air conditioned. <laughs> I just want right. to say, if I didn't have a whole bunch of reviews, and if I even even with how bad Florida is, seeing you guys almost make it oh, worth it. So oh, hey, hi, say hi to my boys. In Florida for me, I'm going to be Ooh. bummed when I see all those photos come through and thinking about how I'm not there. Uh, but yeah, yeah we're going to have to guilt trip them with all the photos. Just everything well, tag and be like, hey, Travis, you missed this guy. Hey, Travis, you missed this. Miss. <laughs> I mean, I don't care about any of the other people there, so that's not going to work on me. Okay. But pictures of you two will okay, make me sad. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you guys will be in SF next this time next year because I'm getting married and you guys have to go. So. Yes. That's yes, that seemed like that. I'll take that. I'll take your San Francisco weather over mine right now in August. Yeah, great. That's not going to be hard to do. 62 degrees, right? Do you want to go to San Francisco oh. in August when it's 100 in Dallas? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Easiest <laughs> sell ever. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys very much uh, for episode number 259. It has been the last, the last word. word.